0: Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. All right. To talk to Neil, call 567 560 toll free for Dave and Broward, no. or pound 560 on your cell phone. Yeah. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. No. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560, QAM. Ray hey, Whitney has
1: a pair. Yeah. Yes
0: yeah!
2: Yes yeah! <laughs> Bill
0: cigars in mine across the China She lets out a giggle. When he makes wind wiggle, Monica is not the kind you can do
1: in the behind. But a cigar and her vagina, she don't mind. All right. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. And in Arkansas the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars report can lead to going blind. Now Clinton, he was working hard late nights in the ovary office, working on a practical joke.
0: He took a mac and noodle. And exploding, loading for Monica was blowing rings of
1: smoke Bill's cigars and
3: Monica's vagina China
1: Incredible. She lets out a giggle Yes Every
0: time he makes it wiggle Monica is not the kind You can do in the behind <laughs> Cut a cigar in her vagina She don't mind
1: Oh, people feel that Hillary's been made a fool of by her husband Feel that Hillary was wrong up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al
0: Gore was doing her with Bill's old bong.
1: Alright. Bill's cigars and Monica's vagina. Okay. She lets out a giggle. Every friggin' time he makes it a way to go. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar and her vagina, she don't mind. Oh,
2: candy and Yeah, Dutch
0: master is faster. Oh, yeah. What you gotta do is take a Tipperillo And put it in, it in a frill Oh yeah, 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 yeah Oh now oh.
4: Where the hell do we start today, man? I guess right at the beginning, 1003 at 560, WQM. Tonight, by the way, we got the very important, are you ready for this? The goddamn Micron PC Bowl.
1: All right.
4: (laughs) Which the U of M Hurricanes are going to be in. And there still ain't going to be anybody there. They're hoping, they're praying, they're desperate for 40,000 or thereabouts people to fill in that place. To fill in about half of that place anyway. But we got it, baby. In fact, we're so up uh, and excited about it. We got Kimba and Defoe. Defoe. Well, you know, I guess he's going to have to do a lot of extra work now that the uh, are starting next Monday. Kimba and Deepa will be out there at P.P. Park at 6 o'clock with a little hour and a half foreplay. The game at 7.30. Hank, of course, at the Sporting Brews at 2 o'clock. So we got just loads and loads and loads of stuff for you. I mean, we got more uh, sports than uh, you can shake your thing at. Okay, should I start with the uh, last night's episode? No, that's going to take a lot of time. That's going to take a long, long time. And then I'll just get it out of my system like a real bad, yeah, like a bad dump. And then I gotta do the toilet seat thing too. By the way, Tom Cruise was right for once in his life, Kmart sucks.
2: But oh. okay, you're
4: right, Tom. But at any rate, now I think I'm gonna start with the Rick and Sud story. Cause if you wanna know anything about or should I start with a Buddy Nevins letter. No well, let's see. Huh? No, seriously, I got or should I start with a goddamn uh, Howard Beal article from uh City Lane. You know, I'm always bitching about the fact that the newspapers in this town suck and they do. But every now and then, somebody writes a really great column, and it's almost always either in New Times or CityLink. Nobody reads either one of these things because they're throwouts, they're handouts. But uh, once in a while, there's a really good column in there. And Howard Beale, which I, re- you know, I wish I knew what this guy's re- name really was. What do we have down under, by the way?
3: I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore.
2: Oh! Yeah, not
4: that Howard Beale, but nevertheless, so maybe his name really is Howard Beale. You believe it? No. I don't think so. Here is Mudden Uri, and he's got the lowdown. It's a great column about Channel Four, WFOR and all the machinations that are going on over there. It's it's unbe- almost unbelievable. Even I can't believe it. But it's great, and I think I'll read that a little later on if I ever get to it. I love this show. Yeah, I know. So anyway, Rick and Suds, you want to hear the story behind the story of what happened over there on the stupid talk network? Which you're not gonna believe me, you're gonna think I'm making this up. I guarantee you it is the Emmus. You could bet your life on it. Or somebody else's if you like. Yes. Okay. Now this takes me back to my days at KAT many, many years ago, and I had already left there, but I heard this story. Howard Primer, who replaced the late Joe Freed as news director, was called the Ucola time. the owner of the station, was sitting in the office, and she called him to have a meeting with her. Unbeknownst to Howard at the time, he was about to get the axe. He was about to get fired, as in goodbye, good luck, don't let the uh, door hitch any ass on the way up. Well, while Howard was sitting in the waiting area out in the lobby, waiting to do a meet with you call a in time to get fired, unbeknownst to him, the program director they had just brought in from Washington D.C. for WKAT, this guy had been here for about a week or whatever, and that—that's the truth. He'd been there for only about a week, and that was enough for him. Even back then, this is in about 1978-79, that was enough for him. He said, "A week in this place, this outdoor funeral parlor—that's it." So he goes into UCOLA and quits. I can't take it here. I can't live here. This place is a a nightmare. This is not going to work out. I quit. So now she's like, uh, what do I do now? So Howard Primer happens to be the closest body. He's sitting in a chair out there right outside her office. Oh, come on in, Howard. How would you like to be the program director? And Howard said, okay, okay. And eventually, not too much later down the road, Howard's uh, father-in-law, I believe it was, who had lots and lots of money, bought the station. And they turned it into, like, Haitian Melodies or whatever the hell it evidently became. And they sold it, I do believe, and made lots and lots and lots of money with it. Now, why do I tell you that story? Because it's very similar to the Rick and Sud story, which is just uh, unbelievable. Now, I have a feeling Rick might not fess up on the air of this. No. No. Now, when do they officially start in the morning, by the way? January 4th, so they're still on vacation. And by the way, they did play that Turkeys on Parade. uh Oy. Oh, man. Did they be fun <laughs> oh, for the $4 billion time in the morning? See, Pete Bolger, I want to tell you something. There are people in this business. I've been in the business for about 700 years. There are people that are good people. There are people that are like, eh, they're okay. They're not so good. They're not so bad. They're kind of like, uh, you know, neither fish nor fowl. And then there are people who are real assholes. I'm going to tell you, Pete Bolger, you are, whatever, whatever the level of the assholes is, you're so far beneath them. You're like the dingleberries on the, on the lowest asshole on the food chain. That's what you are. So let me do a break here, because we need to do a little business today, which is, uh, I don't understand it. How come yesterday we had, like, no business? Well, that's right. Joe didn't want to too much pressure yesterday. Eight minutes after 10, I'll tell you the Rick and Sud story, and the real. you're not going to believe this. It is just so typical of this business, and Pete Bolger, the assassin. From here on in, Peter Bolger will be referred to as the assassin in the radio business in this market from this day forward. And I'm sure it won't be a first. Hey, the year-end scores are winning, like I've been telling you for the last year. This, this overhead, by the way, sucks today. We've got to crank down, or they pot's getting around with levels in here. Really uh, blows big time.
5: There sure, go. it's Joe's
4: fault. Uh, no, it's not Joe's fault. Joe did a super a superior job yesterday, by the way. A damn good job,
0: now that you mention it. No, you ignorant slut. Rick Riley stole my briefcase. Boy, I like
1: the fart in his face. That me, dink What gives him the right Ow! I think his wife Wanna fight
6: it off tonight Oh, Rick Riley stole my briefcase <laughs> What disgrace to the human race Oh, Rick, you're a smuck. Hey Goldberg sucks. That wheel of meat
1: should also include Rick Riley's butt. Oh oh oh! Rick Riley stole my briefcase Hey, stupid! I like a punch in his face. I help. Rick Riley, you're an asshole. Yeah.
4: God. That that was for real. I wonder what ever made him laugh like that. I looked up Heine. Oh okay. Anyway, it's 1013 at 560 WQM. So here's the real story behind the story on Rick and Studs over Super Talk Network. So evidently their contract was coming up uh, in January or February of this uh, coming year, in just a month or two. And uh, Peter Bolger called Rick Riley in one day and said, uh, guess what? You think you're going to be here? Well, you're not. You're out. We're not going to renew your contract. We have no interest. You better start looking around. And, yes, we will let you come in and have one last show and say goodbye and uh, blow it out your ass and whatever. And that's it. And Rick said, no, no. Well, I guess he went and off in the corner and sulked for a little while and thought about it. Thought about actually going out and finding another job since I'm sure there's tremendous demand for them all over the country. And he finally came back at another meeting with Pete Bolger and uh, came in practically weeping. Was it practically or was it, that, well, whatever it was, weeping. And uh, said, but you know, uh, you don't have anything. See, so what they were going to do is they were going to have another syndicate. These are the great programmers, the people at Queer Channel, who never met a cheap deal that they didn't like. Who took WIOD and destroyed it. Now they're taking WINZ without the call letters, since uh, nobody knows what they are anymore. Stupid talk and destroying that too. Not that it's bad enough that they put that babbling idiot back on <laughs> in the afternoon."
2: She's abroad.
4: Yeah, you're right, Pete. She's abroad. She ought to be abroad, like uh, over in Singapore or somewhere. I'd have them cane her to death. But at any rate, no, seriously, if you laugh like that in Singapore, they cane you for like about 20 consecutive hours until you stop the crap. But at any rate, so to make a long story short, Rick goes through a long, cheerful song and a dance uh, with uh, Pete Bolger and well, uh, you know, you don't have a morning show. And Pete Bolger says, oh, well now that you mention it, Oh, yeah, and also, here's the latest bullet. Mike Church has fired over oh! And Tom Likas is in Super Talk Radio, which is allegedly uh, sound play, and now only has two local shows, Rick and Suds and Brooke. There you go. Two local shows. How do you like that? And they got Tom Don't Likas on there. Oh, my God. Talk about desperados. Two local shows. They've eliminated all the other local people on the year. So uh, Queer Channel, once again, doing what they're famous for in the industry, we don't want to spend any money. All we care about is having 80 million stations in every market and uh, you know squeezing as much revenue as we can out of them and uh, screw the audience. And that's what they've done. So at any rate, uh, Rick Riley tearfully pleaded for the job back, and uh, Pete just said, okay, but at a very much reduced, you'll have to take a big cut and pay. And Rick Riley said, okay, and that was that. And that's the real story of how Rick and Suds wound up back in the mornings on Stupid Talk. Instead of getting canned, instead of not being on there anymore, instead of being out on the street on the beach, they are going to be back in the morning, January 4th. Don't let anybody uh, tell you otherwise, because that is the MS. That's right from the horses. Make no mistake about it. So, Pete Bordor, like I said, the assassin continues destroying everything in his wake like a radio Godzilla. No, seriously, and have you ever noticed the similarity? I think he looks a little like, he looks like a cross between Godzilla and what's that goddamn right-wing congressman, the balding guy from Florida that I can never think of his name with the glasses, the beady-eyed bastard, the one that's always foaming at the mouth. Oh, impeachment, impeachment, uh, whatever his name is. I can't think of his name. But he's, he's like a cross between Godzilla and that asshole. That's Pete Bolger. How, how do you sleep at night, Pete? You're, you're such a chronic, compulsive liar. I've never, I've known so many. I mean, lies in this business. we got plenty of liars in this building, believe me. Wait till the guys over there on Sheridan Street find out about the new equipment that's going to be in the new studios upstairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I don't want to burst your bubble, but uh, new equipment. Yeah, basically what they're doing is they're picking them up out of the uh, toilet, and they're just taking all the same old crap and slinging it upstairs here. Power 96, they got beautiful brand-new state-of-the-art equipment, and uh, is the QAM crowd going to get that? No. 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 Are they gonna get the shaft? No. Yeah, they, I, I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, yeah, there you yes. go. Wrong, wrong finger on the yes. right finger. Yeah. Yes.
6: They're
4: gonna get it. They're gonna take the same old worn out tired beasley garbage and just stick it upstairs so they'll have new paint on the wall, like George said, and they'll be in a different uh, facility, which you know and if if my friend the exterminator who came in yesterday off the street shows up once in a while, maybe we won't have the uh, bugs and the ants and the roaches. Now you think you think he'll show up again? No. No. The, what does that tell you about this business when you have to go on the ear and bellyache about bugs and ants and you have to get an exterminator who out of the kindness of his heart comes in and uh, spritzes around a little bit? He was squirting, squirting in yesterday. Today. Just because he felt sorry for us that this company is so goddamn cheap, they won't hire an exterminator. And of course, this being a non-union town to begin with, the, I mean, you have to put up with whatever kind of crap that they uh, dish out. That's it. So there's the Rick and Sud story. There's chapter number one today. Let me dispense with the uh, Kmart thing real quickly, okay? Kmart sucks. Tom Cruise was right. I told you the story yesterday about how my toilet seat, the little uh, latch on the back, whatever, the hell that hinge broke. Okay, these things happen. Big deal. Planned obsolescence. They could make them to last a lifetime if they wanted to, but they don't. So yesterday I get out of here, I go over to Kmart. Why did I go to Kmart? I don't know, because it's there. That, that's why. I don't have, like, no little mom-and-pop hardware stores in my neighborhood. And, uh, you know, as far as going to Builder's Square, Home Depot, they're big, gigantic. you know, They are. It's a pain in the ass to go in those places for me. So I go into Kmart and not realizing that it's uh, a couple of days after Christmas, and they are packed. This is a store that's usually empty, by the way, because Walmart opened across the street, and it's basically putting these people out of business. But they are packed. I mean, they're lined up in there like they were giving away $50 bills to everyone who stepped to the cash register. And I thought, well, you know, I got plenty of time before the hockey game. I'll just, uh, hang out and uh, I'll get my thing back there and I'll just wait out as long as I gotta wait. So I go in the back, way in the back, as far in the back as you can go, and there in the hardware area, there are some toilet seats. But what do I know about toilet seats? Okay. I mean, I look and, uh, here's one, here's another one, this color, this, Okay, so finally, I'm looking at the prices. I don't care about price. You know me. When you make the big bucks, you're not like Jeff Rimmer, okay? I'm not the kind of guy who would go in and buy a used toilet seat like Rimmer. To save two bucks. So I go in there and I uh, pick out a seat, which looks to me like a toilet seat. It looks like maybe, uh, you know, a shade that uh, might come close to matching whatever the old one was. I go online, I'm standing there, I'm waiting. And by the way, you people online there at Kmart, you people are cashiers. They just don't care. They don't care. She's taking her sweet time, and it's like, and of course, all the glamour in there, they're buying next year's Christmas stuff now because it's all marked down 80 90% right after this Christmas. So they're buying all the decorations, all the light bulbs, which, by the way, we could have used one of those red lights for the game last night. But nevertheless, so they're lined up buying all this crap. I finally check out. I go through the thing. I take it home. And being the very industrious person that I am, I, you know, take the old one off the, uh, toilet. I unbracket the little, uh, the, the, the plastic bolts. I take the new one out of the box. I set, I sit it on there and all of a sudden I realize that compared to my toilet, this is like a baby toilet seat, like for a baby ass, not for a big fat ass like me. And it, it comes out like about three quarters of the way to the front over where my toilet ends. Is this going to work? No. No. Am I going to go back to Kmart to return this piece of dreck? No. Is it in my uh, dumpster now? Yeah. Yes. $10 down. See, I knew something was going to go down the toilet. It wound up being the uh, toilet seat. Yeah. Right down the toilet. So now I've got to make another trip to Builders Square, Home Depot, George, tells me, one of these places, and find a real toilet seat for a real human being with a real ass. Not some kind of a baby. You know what? I'll give you another example. I went in. <laughs> uh, this is what you get for shopping at Kmart, okay? And I'm admitting it. I went in there a few months ago, all the traveling that I do, and I bought myself because I like having a one-piece luggage. You know, one-piece one bag. I never check baggage. That's the worst thing you can do when you do all the traveling that I do. A one-bag deal that's big enough to carry everything you need. So I get a bag that's got, of course, the handle on the wheels. I mean, you got to be a schmuck anymore to carry around a big bag in the airports. Oh, and by the way, they finally, I forgot to mention, they finally got carts in Miami International last week. Ah The last airport in the human race, and it's only two bucks. (laughs) What a bargain, huh? Every airport in Europe, they have all the carts you want. They're all free. You know, carts that you put your stuff on so you don't have to get a hernia. Miami International Airport, we finally got 2,400 carts and they're only $2 a piece. What a bargain. Almost as much of a bargain as the parking in Fort Lauderdale Airport. But at any rate, so uh, speaking, where the hell was I? I got lost. I'm in the middle of so many goddamn things going on here with the, uh, oh yeah, so I get a bag and I take the bag home. I fill it up. I'm going on my trip wherever I'm going, and I realize it's like a baby suit. So the handle is down to, like, your knee. You know what I'm talking about? In other words, it's too short. Everything at Kmart is too short. The toilet seat is too short. The goddamn luggage thing is too short. I already got something that's too short. I don't need anything else that's too short. So if you want to come out up on the short end of the stick, that's a good place to go is Kmart. I'll never, ever go there again. They make me sick to my stomach. And uh, like I said, I'll have to wind up going to Home Depot. Now, next door to our business today, boy, do we have a lot of business today? Uh-huh. Yes, we do. Get a letter this morning. And on the outside of the envelope, it says, Sun Sentinel. And up above where it says, Sun Sentinel is scrawled, Nevins, edit, whatever the hell that means. That's what it says. I open it up. Obviously, it's from the unctuous uh, Buddy Nevin. He's an asshole. Yeah, and it says, December 22nd. It took quite a while to get here. Of course, he sent it to the Sheridan Street address. We're not on Sheridan Street, okay, Putz? Putzala? Mr. Rogers, I have been told about your comments on the air regarding my column. Center One is a worthy charity. But remember, one different, not one difference, one different between you and Wayne Heizinga. Huizenga reached in his pocket for a million dollars. You reached in your listeners' pockets. Have a wonderful holiday season. Sincerely, Buddy Nevins, Sun Sentinel. A lovely letter at this holiday time of year. Well, let me say one thing about Buddy Nevins. He's an asshole. In fact, I think he and Pete Bolger are the same person. You know what I'm talking about? Uh I think they're the same. Never saw them together. Anybody see them together? No. Same person. You see, I hate to break the news to you, but every year, in fact, this year I donated my money up front so we could get the campaign started because this company is too cheap, unlike IOD. This outfit is too cheap to give us seed money to get the uh, CDs and the cassettes going and put up the front money. So I donated my $10,000 this year, like I do every year. I don't expect a medal for it. They send me a nice letter from Center One. They're very grateful for it. And it's the least I can do for something that I'm trying to raise money for, okay? And I've done this for several many years now, many years, whether it was Camillo's South or Center One. I've donated $10,000 every year to whatever charity I was raising money for on the year. Now I realize ten thousand isn't a million, but I'm figuring out mathematically, based on what Wayne is worth, his net worth or allegedly, and what my net worth is allegedly, that if I gave ten thousand dollars for him to do the equivalent, he'd have to give ten million dollars to charity, not one million. That would be the equivalent based on his net value of a billion dollars. Did he give ten million dollars? No. No. Did he give five million? No. And not only that, but you know something? If he did give ten million, he's an asshole. He's still an asshole. So you can throw all the little shots and all the digs and not, you know, and not recognize or pretend you don't recognize the fact that I give as much as I can afford to every year, and that we did raise over 125 grand and who knows it'll wind up 130 or whatever it'll wind up. You you can continue avoiding to recognize that, buddy Nevin, and the fact that you've got your tongue way deep inside Wayne Hyppin's That's okay. That's up, That's up to you. Because the fact is, if you went out and took a survey all around town, regardless of what Neil Rogers said on the radio, most people you would talk to in this town, if you asked them about Wayne Highpingle, would say... He's an asshole. That's right. That's what they would say. Regardless of how much money he's given to charity, how many sports franchises he brought us, uh, if he never stole a freight train, a caboose, whatever, uh, they would still say... He's an asshole. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. I rest my case on that. I don't want to, don't Let me forget that Here's Mud in your I call by that Howard Beale from the uh, city link. That's that's great. uh, See, we do have some journalists in this town. The problem is they're not working for the uh, so-called mainstream newspapers, so nobody reads their stuff. i got a lot to say about you Panther people out there, and I'm going to get it out of my system once and for all today. It'll be a cleansing experience. It's the holidays, and after this, I won't have to burden the rest of you with it because I know 98% of you don't care about it in the first place. But last night, I mean, just unbelievable, just astonishing, 1026 at 560 WQM with Steel Rogers
0: Guide. Brown nosing time.
1: Yeah. Or it's about time when your boss sets right through the door. Brown nosing time. Don't you know that is what the boss is big bad ass is for? I want to give you a kiss. Brown-nosing
0: time Tell him that you think That he could be smarter than Donald Trump Brown-nosing time Drop right down to your knees And just
1: kiss his wrong. That is how you're gone the
4: ladder, and someday someone will be kissing yours. Okay, 1030 at 560 WQM. By the way, Iraq says, hey, we're going to fly in the no-fly zone. We said, okay, make our day. There you go. They're just inviting us to blow them into the Stone Age, and we're saying, okay, whatever you like. Uh-huh. Right. What's wrong with that? So anyway, you know, Hank loves. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday, talking about the factual errors in the Herald. I think we could make we could uh, have an encyclopedia each year. That would be a great thing to come out with at the end of the year. Here, are all the factual errors that were printed as fact in the Herald in the last year probably fill up volumes and volumes and volumes. But at any rate, for example, today David J Neal in writing about last night's hockey game, which I'll get to momentarily. David Janiel talks about uh, uh, laws got a goal, and this one did this. He said Mark Lawrence got the Isles to within one, but the goal the Islanders wanted and didn't get was Marius Tchaikovsky's shot that hit Burke in the et etc. Well, my, Mark Lawrence didn't get the Islanders to within one because after the score was two to nothing, was that were they ever within one no. during the entire game last night? No. No, it was a two nothing. Then it was three nothing. Then it was three to one three-to-one. How can they have gotten them to within one when the score at that point, when Mark Lawrence got that goal for the Islanders, was three-to-one, David J. Schwo. How is that possible? Do you have any idea?
2: No. Oh, okay.
4: Just another, I mean, it's not a big deal, but it's just an example of the kind of thought and the kind of care that goes into the garbage that's written for news in your newspapers here, especially the Herald, which specializes in crap. Yeah. Yes. Nice going, David J. Neal. If you'd pay a little more attention to what's going on out there and what you're writing, as opposed to being a militant, whatever the hell you are, uh, you'd be, we'd all be a hell of a lot better off for it. Now, I don't know where to start next, whether I should go into my thing about this uh, event we had last night. Nice call, by the way, Panthers. Oh! Nice call, Sean Burke. Oh! And did I tell you Ray Whitney is God? But they, they don't understand. They have, they have no clue. These people, as a group, have no freaking clue. It's like, it's like I'm in some kind of a battle to prove something to people who just resist it. If you like vanilla ice cream, great. You eat the vanilla ice cream, I'll eat the fish food, okay? And we'll all be happy. Twenty-three years I've been in this town, always like way out there on a limb. You're not part of the mainstream, thank God. Thank God. Who Does anybody want to be part of the, the so-called mainstream in this place? No. In this outdoor funeral parlor? No. No, I don't. But Josh Friedman at the game last night brings me, thank you Josh, almost redeemed himself for not paying any attention to our show yesterday, brings me the December 28th issue of the Sporting News. That's got uh, Vinnie Testy Birdie's picture there on the front. And on page nine, if you happen to be one of those people that reads the Sporting News, very timely, the dance of the happy people. And here's the whole history of all these dances that these uh, goofballs do and have been doing in the NFL for years now, going all the way back to Elmo, right to the Kansas City Chiefs in 1973. And right on through to the Funky Chicken and the Dirty Bird. There you go. I'll get into that later. Nice going there, Josh. Boy, talk about timely. The Dirty Bird. Come on, let's start doing the Dirty Bird right in the middle of the show. Too bad we still don't have that whammy thing going on. That would have put us over the top. That's right. There's there's that Jew with a uh, yarmulke on. There's that old fag with a yarmulke doing a dirty bird. I bet you there's no other fat old Jew with a yarmulke doing a dirty bird in the entire universe. Oh, there you go. They'd all be going. Oh, God. Right. Anyway, getting, well. see, first of all, here's let me get to this. 17,000 tickets still not sold. This is for a playoff game, the Dolphins and the Bills this Saturday at P.P. Park. ABC's telecast of Saturday's Dolphins-Bills playoff game at Pro Player Stadium is in danger of being blacked out locally, is what it says. Oy. The Dolphins sold 11,000 tickets Monday, but as of late in the afternoon, about 17,000 tickets remained unsold. The blackout deadline is 12.30 p.m. Wednesday, meaning tomorrow, but the Dolphins are likely to seek an extension. And even if they do get an extension, like till Thursday, they'll have till Thursday at 12:30 or one o'clock or whatever the hell it is. And if it's not sold out by then, and if they have more than just, I mean, you know, no matter which channel locally, should uh, ABC, so channel 10, are they going to buy up like eight or ten thousand tickets? No, of course not. I mean, if it gets down to a couple of thousand, they'll buy them up like the other stations always have to do, so to make sure it gets on TV and they can make the revenue from it. Now, the reason I mention that. Is because that should tell you, and of course the fact that the Hurricanes are playing in this bogus, this micron PC, not to be confused with the pool and weed whacker bowl game tonight, and they're praying to have like forty-five thousand people in there. Can you imagine if you didn't have the Hurricanes in there? No, can't even imagine what they'd have for this, which nobody cares about. In spite of the fact this is supposed to be such a big dyed in the old sports town. Anybody believe that? No. So we go back to last night's game in the Mac Arena. Yeah, I can handle the fact that the uh, escalator was the escalator working last night. No, no I can handle that. It wasn't working. Okay, no problem. It was raining out there. If there's a cloud in the sky, the escalator don't work. Okay, big deal. You know, I'm already, I've already, you know, in spite of what Rimmer promises me, he's going to talk to Steve Dangerfield, and this one's going to talk to that one. They don't care that we can't see the goal line. There were, let's see, there were six goals in the game last night. And uh, let me think. Five of them were scored to my right. The shoot twice in, they call it, where the Panthers shoot in the first and third period. Uh, five of them were scored down there. Did we ever see the goal light come on for any one of those goals? No. But you know something? They don't care. They don't care about the fans because they sold it out. The place was rocking, jam-packed with people. The overwhelming majority. I'm coming to work this morning, and I'm trying in my mind to be fair. I'm thinking of a number. I'm thinking of the experience there last night, and I'm thinking to myself a number, a percentage, a ballpark number that I could determine of people who are in that arena, who understand the game, who are knowledgeable fans, who have some idea of what's going on, whose opinion really means something and is based on something, as opposed to those who are just assholes. Eighty percent of the people in that place last night haven't got a clue what that game is all about. So I'm saying 20 percent of us, 20 percent. Understand the game. We appreciate the players who really count, who really, who really contribute something to the team into a given game. And there are 80% of the people in there who might as well go to the WWF. That's why, see, my idea fell on deaf ears. I still think it was the greatest idea in history. Save Baldy uh, more than $30 million dollars. And just have a social club in there. And we'll be playing Gary Glitter. And we'll be screaming and juking juk- juk- and juking and jiving. And we'll be doing the Dirty Bird and the Funky Chicken. And looking at each other up on the screen. We'll be on a cell phone. You know, I should have realized when John Van Beesbrook came back, because the first five years that we had a team, other there were two players that they knew the names of. These fans. And I use the term loosely. They knew Bees Beezer, well, it's easy to say, Beezer. Be- they knew that, and they knew Stu. It's easy to say that, too. Stu, they knew him. Well, he went away. So it came down to the point where all the only player they knew was Beezer, basically. That was it. I mean, once, once in a while they knew, you know, Eddie, but it's kind of hard to go, Special Ed, Special Ed. It's not a real good chant. It doesn't roll off your tongue. You know, Special Ed doesn't roll off your tongue real well. So I should have known, when he came back here with Philadelphia early this season, and at least half, if not more, in fact, maybe it was the 80% of the people who are assholes in that joint. Maybe it was those 80% who booed him. And I have no idea why. I still to this day can't figure out why, except for the fact that they know nothing and they have no class. They don't appreciate a great performance. They don't know know who's doing well, who's doing what, and they don't care, quite frankly, because they're too busy socializing including some of the people who sit in front of me, who showed up again last night, who like to hold their little kids up in the air in front of our face while the game is going on, and who like to talk to their friends who come over and talk to them while the game is going on and stand in front of you so you can't see what's going on. I mean, I went through I don't know how many games, a lot of games, and I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything because I'm not one of those people that wants, that wants to start a big screaming match. there in the goddamn stands. I mean, these people are going to be there a long time, I'm sure. And I'm going to be there for four more seasons, so I'll be goddamn if I want to have like a big song to dance with people. But Jesus Christ, some of us want to actually see the game. We didn't just come there to schmooze and admire your little kids that you showed up very late in the first period and left with about ten minutes left in the game. And most of the time you were there weren't paying any attention anyway. What are you doing there? If you want to schmooze, there's a hallway out there. There's a big... Beautiful palatial lobby, there's seating, there's a food, there's restaurants, there's all kind of stuff. Go out there and smooth your heart's content, but don't stand in front of other people's faces who want to see a goddamn game. Which we actually had about seven or eight minutes in that game in the second and third period where both teams were like, actually all, somebody like somebody lit a goddamn uh, match under their ass, and they were back and forth. It was like a real hockey game for about seven or eight minutes. But do the uh, people that show up there, do the eighty percent of them, the know nothings, do they appreciate the guys that are really uh, performing well, like Sean Burke is playing great lately? The, the, the when they announce his name at the starting lineup, is there any reaction? No, no. When Ray Whitney scores one of the most unbelievable goals, one of the one on three, an effort the likes of which you may see like once a year in the league, do they appreciate that? No, no. What do they like? They like the big. Do they appreciate Paul Laws and Bill Lindsay who've been on the team since the very beginning? Lindy with five goals in five games, and Paul Laws, the first goal in about 20,000 games, but beats the crap out of whoever he takes on. Is the real enforcer on this team? Do they appreciate them? No. No. Their new hero is the big black guy named Peter. No. Oh. Yes.
2: Yes, there you
4: go. Yes. 80% of these people, out of their minds. They wouldn't know a hockey player if he stuck his stick in there and twisted it until their kishkies came out. 1041 at 560 QAM.
6: What is a Buffalo Bill? It puts the lotion in the basket.
1: You loved him as Frazier on Cheers. You cherished him
6: as Frazier on... Frazier.
1: Now 17-time Emmy-winning and 38-time Betty Ford-residing Kelsey Grammer is delving into uncharted territory with Kelsey Grammer sings Barry White.
0: If you don't mind my saying so, I feel that your love far exceeds that which I can get enough of. Or so as not to conclude my thought with a preposition, as it were, of your love. I cannot get
1: enough. Not since William Shatner's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and Pat Boone's Tutti Fruity has there been such a torrid juxtaposition of an Anglo-oriented song stylist interpreting otherwise enjoyable soulful melodic renderings.
0: Pardon me, ma'am, but when would be a convenient time for you and I to get it on? Oh, yeah. My mojo is working at least I
1: think it is. Plus, if you act now, we'll throw in at some additional charge a free bonus track of Mr. Grammer's stirring rendition of Isaac Hayes' Shaft.
0: Would you happen to be privy to the knowledge of who that African-American detective is for whom many of the young ladies have... (laughs) Amorous
1: feelings.
0: Oh, yeah. You're darn
1: cutin'. So, get Kelsey Grammer sings Barry White. He makes Barry White, very White. Oh, I
0: really got my room working now, mama. Watch me
3: work.
4: All right, 1046 and 560 WQAM. So let's get back to those knowledgeable Panther fans (laughs) and their obsession now. You see, this is the thing that's frustrating me, and I'm not going to change it. Like I said, if you love vanilla ice cream and I'm the only one in the whole arena that loves fish food, fine, I'll stick with my fish food. And you eat your vanilla and think you're having a great time because that leaves more of the really good stuff for me. But it's just astonishing to me that they announced the starting lineups and guys who like, are playing great, guys who contribute, guys who do something, you could hear a pin drop. They're, it's the sound of silence. But every time this big black guy named Peter comes out there and steps on the ice, and believe me, he contributes absolutely nothing. If we had a real good, if we had like Anson Carter, it's got nothing to do with his race. It's not a racial thing. If we had Grant Fury in goal, I'd say, all right, oh! The a black guy who's a great player. We had Anton Carter. We had Mike Greer from Edmonton. There's a guy who's a real player. Makes no difference whether he's black or white. But here's just a big goon with a G who can't skate, who falls down, uh, you know, three, four times. A couple of shifts early in the game, then all of a sudden we don't see him anymore for a long, long time. Now it's 4-1 to one after Whitney scores that unbelievable goal. It's the third period. Now here he comes back out there again. And he uh, elbows a guy four or five times in the head, the Islander defenseman. He provokes him into a fight. They drop the gloves. And, uh, you know, Worrell takes about four or five good chops in a puss. He gives one back, and then he falls on the guy. So naturally, whoever falls on top, because the people here think this is the WWF, they don't really understand what winning a hockey fight is all about. Whoever falls on top, he wins. Same oh! ovation. The crowd goes ape shot. if you pardon that expression. They go nuts. And now when he goes into the penalty box, and I'm sure this was done for my benefit. You're not fooling me. There's no way anybody can be this stupid. There's a group of assholes on the other side for me, and they're going, Peter, Peter. And we're looking at each other in my section like, are these people out of their minds? Yes. Are they nuts? Yes. Do they have any clue as to what's going on here? No. See, there is a guy who's an enforcer on this team, our equivalent of like Ty Domi is Paul Laws. He's been here right from the beginning. He's a hell of a player. scored a goal last night, by the way. Did Peter Wells score a goal? No, no. Okay, are we going to hold our breath till he scores one? No. No. Paul Laws, good, solid defenseman. He's the enforcer. He's the guy that other teams fear as far as fighting is concerned. He's a real fighter, not just some guy who happens to be a big ox who can't skate. And it's been this way for six years now. No matter what I say, it's like, it's like a battle. It's like I, They're going to show me that they're smart I'm dumb. I know nothing. When I talked about Stu Barnes, oh, yeah, you're full of crap. Chris Wells, the spokesman, he's going to be a superstar, okay? How's Chris Wells? Anybody seen him lately? No. No. When I talked about Marty Straka, oh, you're wrong. Doug McLean, he's a genius. Marty Straka, he ain't no good. Have you seen Doug McLean lately?
2: No. Yeah.
4: So no matter what it is, I say I know nothing. I'm not going to try to convince 20,000 people out there that I'm the expert. I don't care about being the expert any more than I care about whether they, hey, Neil, you know, I don't go out there for affirmation for uh, any of that. I go out there to watch a hockey game. And all these people that come by, all these zillions of people, hey, Neil, I love your show. I know they're listening. Are they learning anything? No. Do they they understand what they're seeing in front of their eyes? No. No, they, They want to see the WWF. They don't understand what a real hockey player means. They don't get it. There is nobody, and I don't care what John Davidson said in a moment of incoherence a few weeks ago, there is nobody in the league who would define this guy as a hockey player. And yet these, this crowd, they are obsessed with him. Obsessed. In fact, I think if we said, okay, we'll trade away everybody else on the team and we'll just put him out there just to fight the other day, they go, yeah, there you go. That's right. They'd be in a frenzy. They'd be squeezing themselves and each other just at the prospect of it. So it should come as no surprise that I'm the only one out of, you know, 20,000 people that finds it grotesque that we can't see the red light when a goal is scored. Or all the other technical, uh, they, they they got the sound straightened out last night. Oh. That, there you go, one at a time, maybe by the year 2525, that $200 million uh, limit out there will get that all straightened out. See, because I'm going there for a different reason than the majority of you people are going there. I'm going there because I'm a hockey fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm not there going out there to waste my time watching a bunch, of, a bunch of bogus fights. I've seen 80 million hockey fights, and 99% of Mark crap, they're nothing. They're a bunch of uh, bull crap is what they are. But to watch the way the crowd reacts, uh just... Uh, crap. Yeah. And that behavior last night, that, uh, and, and you know, like I said, you know, Ray Whitney scores this unbelievable goal. Unbelievable. He left this uh, kid, Barry Richter, he left his strap right there on the ice, went right around him as, he was, as if he weren't there on a one-on-three. There's no other Panther player in the offensive zone. He skates right around him, goes to the net, makes one shot, and uh, what's his name? Stops it. Kuzano stops it, and he's right there for the rebound, and Whitney stuffs it in the short side, and it's just an unbelievable goal. The play should have erupted. They should have given him a standing ovation. They announced the goal. And my friend Sean was at the game with me last night. I noticed he stood up, like there was going to be a standing ovation for Ray Whitney. I didn't stand up because I knew, and boy, his his ass was back in a seat in a half a second, because he looked around and said, "Oops, oops," because the other nineteen thousand some odd people in there, they were all sitting on their ass. That that's why you hear all these calls on this radio station. Oh, Dan Marino sucks. He's this. He's that. Because the people in this town don't even know a good player. They don't know a good effort. What do they know? Does anybody know what these people know? No. I don't know. I've been here for 23 years. I can't figure out what it is that they know. No. What do they? No. Yeah. Seriously. What do they?
2: No.
4: Oh man. I mean, it would be like sitting in the middle of a of a of a park. And an elephant falls. You're sitting in the middle of uh, Central Park in New York, and there's 500 people sitting around you. And an elephant falls out of the sky. And you say, "Oh my God, it's an elephant." And they say, "Oh no, it's a uh, uh, it's a bunch of thousand dollar bills." And you're saying, "Well, geez, I guess the other 499 people can't be wrong. It looks like an elephant to me, but it must be a bunch of money." <sighs> Why do I get so agitated and so frustrated? And, you know, what's the point? Is it ever going to change? No. Of course not. They could have a team here for 500 years, and they're still not going to learn anything about it. And like I said before, the people that are sitting there who want to get in everybody else's way and want to come over and schmooze, you've got all this time before the game. You've got time in between periods. You've got time after the game. Go out there on your cell phone. Talk to each other. Don't stand in front of people's faces, maybe the few of us who really are interested in watching what's going on. I know that's a, it's a revolutionary concept in this town. That somebody could go to a sporting event and actually be interested in seeing what's going on out there. I'm not impressed by everybody holding their little kids up in the air in front of my face. I don't care. There's a million little kids there in the arena. You want to see them? Look up on the screen up there. They're all juking and driving. They're doing the dirty bird. Great. They're having a good time. Fine. But when you look up on the screen, it doesn't block your view of what you supposedly pay to see out there, which is a sporting event. And you hear this everywhere you go in this town. People go to see live theater. They go to see a play. They go to see a concert. And people are like rude. They leave early. They stand up in front of. They don't care about anybody else. Why do you think the driving is the way it is here? I'm the only one out here. Don't you understand? Don't interfere with my drive, my road and my uh this is my time now. Don't interfere with me. You got some goddamn nerve. Boy. It, it it's just it, it's astonishing. It looks to me just like a goddamn big elephant, but it's money. It's pennies from heaven, pennies from Rimmer. And these people, man, trying to convince them of it. That's that's why you hear no hockey talk. Not just on this show, but on this whole radio station. Maybe three calls a week, maybe at most. Because how can you possibly discuss something intelligently when you haven't got the foggiest idea of what it's all about? And I try to be fair. I'm not a big Sean Burke fan, to say the least. But the last couple of weeks, he's played great. Sensational. He was spectacular last night, except the one greasy goal I went into his legs and it didn't count anyway because Lance Roberts blew the whistle too soon, thank God. But nevertheless, he played great. Give credit where credit is due. What is it that these people see out there? And like I was talking yesterday, you can't fool me about this issue, okay? Because white people, and especially out there in Sunrise, what do we got? We got upper-middle and upper-class people, for the most part. White. Almost all white. They love seeing a big black guy go out there on their side, on their team, in their neighborhood, beating the crap out of somebody else. They're going, oh,
1: yeah, you go get him, Leroy. All right. Go, boy.
4: It's 10.56. Happy New Year from 560 WQAM.
0: This is 560 QAM. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami-Fort Lauderdale.
5: I want to bang you in the butt, honey.
0: I know someone that can do a sandwich or two.
1: Kate Moss, that skinny chick, the skinniest chick I know. Your future's bleak, that heroin chic, you got to lay off the blow. Kate Moss, that skinny chick, we want to know what's the deal. To close the trap when you're in rehab. You're worse than Allie McBeal.
4: It's 11 o'clock at 560 WQM. we got uh, Hank at Sporting Brews at 2 o'clock. 6 o'clock tonight we got Kimba and Defo at the ballpark to try to generate some interest in the, uh, what is it, the Micron PC uh, Pool and Weed Whacker Bowl, U of M and uh, some other bogus girls team. That's at 7.30 tonight we'll have that for you, and I'm sure that you'll just be uh, gathered around the radio, won't you tonight? No. Okay, let's do a, a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir.
7: Uh, this is, uh, Tom, first-time caller. I couldn't agree with you more on this. I was at the game last night, and, uh, it's gotten to the point where, uh, it's almost not even enjoyable. I took my mother, first game ever, can't barely speak English. She's one of the, was one of the most, uh... Uh, interested people in the game that, that was sitting around me. Yeah, so it's, it's unbelievable what's going on over there.
4: So they just have no interest, and they're schmoozing, and they're talking, and they're stand, standing. And by the way, the ushers up there are doing a pretty crappy job of keeping people out of those aisles while the game is going on.
7: I know. No you know, one has no
4: business standing in the aisles, talking to people, blocking your view while the game is going on.
7: No one has any respect. And uh, Paul Law scored the first goal since 1996. Right. Nobody knows what the crap's going on. They don't even. They, 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 have they, a, they,
4: they don't get into it until the big black guy comes out there. Then they're foaming at the mouth. They're squeezing themselves. They're wiping themselves. They're just just—they're foaming at the mouth. I, I don't know what it is with these people.
7: The guy can't even skate. He can't even handle the stick. And he's, he's a hockey player out like
4: my miniature pincher was a goddamn brain surgeon.
7: Uh, it's just, it's gotten, uh, you know, I, I was sitting there last night. I couldn't believe it. As I said, my mother doesn't even know a damn thing, first hockey game ever. She's the one rooting and, and tooting, and I'm like, and you know, I was I was impressed with her, and I got all these people around me. Didn't even know what the hell icing is. Yeah. You know, and they're wondering they're why they're, at, they're it.
4: looking on the cake to see if they can find it.
7: No, but I couldn't agree with you more, Neil. And it's uh, this town. Uh,
4: God, you know, it, they, it's they, a, it's a fantasy land. It's no man's land is where we are. We're in no man's land, Mister.
7: Well, if they didn't put the names of the people up there who scored, they wouldn't even know who scored. Yeah, I mean that's how bad it is. How do you been, like but... the
4: sitting ovation for Ray Whitney on one of the most beautiful goals of the entire season? That'll be on every highlight reel. They'll be showing that all year long, and these people are like sitting on their hands because he's not big and black, I guess.
5: Let me tell you, I, you know, every time they score, I'm I'm standing up here and I'm looking around. There's nobody. I mean. I don't even think they, the people around me know that, that that we've scored.
4: Well, they're too busy playing grab-ass. Have a great yes. New Year, pal.
5: You too. Thank to
4: you. Okay, there you go. There's one guy that's uh, got at least some clue. We have an open line in the Broward. All three in day. They're a little slow here today. Five, six, seven, oh five sixty. 6 pounds 5 60 on the AT&T wireless line. Well, maybe I was going on a little bit there, okay? Yeah. Maybe that's why they're a yeah. little slow, okay? Maybe they figure it's motor mouth today. Well, i got a lot of stuff to cover. I still haven't gone into this, uh, the Dance of the Happy People yet. The funky chicken with the Merton Hanks and the California Quake and the Boxer and the Icky Shuffle and the Right Way with Elmo Wright. Got uh, the whole list here from the sporting news. Thanks again, Josh Friedman. You're okay, even if you did lose six hundred pounds. Five six seven, are these day lines working yet today or what? Have we got another round? Uh, yeah, they're working. Looks okay to me. Five six seven, oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T wire line. Just checking. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello.
3: Neil God.
4: Yes, sir you know, my exact sentiments along with you, you know, Look, we, we don't need another enforcer
5: on this team. We've got laws. We've had them for a long time. This team doesn't have, enough,
4: this team doesn't have enough talent on it to have two yeah. enforcers on it. Whoever heard of such a thing?
5: What in the world do we need
4: this guy out there? He's just worthless. He doesn't bring anything to the well, team. Well, how come, wait a minute? But you know what's going to happen here today? The guy that called a minute ago and you, that's all I'm going to hear from today. The people, the other 80 or 90 percent of the people that are having orgasms over this guy, they won't call and tell us what it's all about, what they're so excited about. You don't win hockey games by fighting. Well, no, no, no. First, first of don't. all, look. First of all, in this hot run, the team has had winning five of the last seven games. He has had nothing to do. Let me say it again. Nothing to do with the success of winning any of those games. Nothing. The only thing is about Laws is that he's become such a fine defenseman. I think that you kind of hate to see him go out there and take a penalty and be off the
5: ice because he really does play real good D. Yeah. You know, better, better than he did like uh, even the last year. Well,
4: they, they don't know from him. They they get uh, they get somewhat emotional when he gets into a fight. But other than that, but when the big black guy comes out there, these people uh, lose it, baby. They're they're out of course. their minds. And was that sweet? We, Whitney deeks deeks and gets his own rebound. Ja, I tell just you. absolutely unbelievable. And you know something? It would have been nice if we could see the red light down at that end because he had to wait until he puts his stick well, up in the air in a celebration I, because I watched it on TV they gave us about at least. Oh, I don't know, four or five different looks at it, and yeah. it was sweet, Neil. It really was. Yeah, well, thank I, God uh, you got a sitting ovation. Our damn fans. Let me, you know, let me ask. Let me switch gears here. Let the me worst ask about fans in the history of the human race, they're right the here worst. in South Florida, the worst. Uh, let me ask you about this Atkins thing. I've been on it for almost a month now, and because uh, I'm too cheap to buy the damn book. Uh, but uh, it, it's been fantastic.
5: I mean, I've lost probably about 15 pounds. I feel good. The only disappointing part is I don't have gas anymore for some reason. Really? Uh, that's uh, a little well, disappointing.
4: Just, just uh, wait, wait a while.
5: Now, when can I Trust add me, the fish food? That's gigantic... what I want. Huh? When, when can you add the damn fish food into the diet?
4: In the year 2525. <laughs> I'll call you. I'll let you know. I'll share <laughs> something Hi, you. Thanks a lot. Okay. Have a uh, happy. Okay. Open line at Broward. All three in day. They're very slow this morning. Come on. Are we going to hear from any of these people out there? The other 80%? No. They have the balls to call and tell me what it is that we're... Maybe we're missing something out there. Maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I'm an old fuddy-duddy. Maybe I'm missing something out there. Are they going to call and let us know what it is? No. Five six seven Tom pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Peter, Peter, Peter. I'm embarrassed for it. I'm more embarrassed for those people than I am for, uh, what's his name, that uh, I heard this morning, Lamar Thomas, which I heard about the last two minutes of that uh, suck-ass interview on the worst team this morning. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
1: Hello. Yes, sir. Or, you know, talk to you're
4: speaking to him, sir.
5: Oh,
1: hey Neil. Um, I wanna let you know that you talking about the red light, they got it every goal now. They show it on T V, the goal with the cage around it, the goal light, they show it
4: every single goal now. On TV. TV. Well, I don't care what they're doing on T V the fans who are in the stands sitting on uh, on the uh whatever side I'm on, you can't see it.
1: That's horrible. Um, uh, one more thing. We gotta have the best checking line in the NHL with uh Hicks, Lindsey, and Moeller, they're just playing so awesome Hey, Hicks right
4: played uh, great last night. Yeah, he didn't get any credit, but Hicks played real well last night.
3: Lindsey's got and if five
4: goals. And you were, five if, you were, if you were to go in a crowd ask uh, who Alex Hicks is, what number he is, they'd go, uh, who? Yeah, exactly. Man. Right. It's just horrible down there. That's why I don't even go to the games. It's just more enjoyable at home. No, I like believe me, you're, believe you're getting a much better view anyway. You don't have anybody yeah. standing up in front of your head, and if you do, exactly. you have to double out. Okay, yeah. So, have a great New Year. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560. Seriously, I I just don't understand how people can be so goddamn into themselves and so rude as to stand there in front of you. I mean, it's not like somebody just had a a heart attack and crumpled in front of you or something, or like they had a medical emergency. They're standing there schmoozing, and they know you want to see the goddamn game, and they still don't care. And then after, after, like I said, after you do a bunch of gyrations and finally start looking really agitated, like you're about to open your mouth and start screaming, then they finally, like, kneel down. But they have to continue their conversation, which, can't, which is much too important. And, 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 of course, they're talking to people that are paying no attention to the game anyway, that are doodling their little kids for, like, two and a half hours. I, I don't get it. Why are you people there? Why do you show up? I, 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 you know, something, I just figured that out. They are there. They're there to annoy the rest of us. The 20% of us that really are into it and really want to see it, they come there just to piss us off, and they're doing a great job. Yes. Thank you. Here's a mobile invoker. Hello.
7: Neil, I have an interesting uh, thing here. Has
4: anybody seen Chris Wells and Peter Worrell at the same time together? Yeah, I think he's just doing a blackface.
5: I think, yeah, that's what it is. They they, 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 were so, they were so embarrassed that they had to take him and uh, dress him up for and, and,
4: and you'll recall when I was on here screaming about that grotesque trade, which wasn't just Drew Barnes, by the way. It was also Jason Woolley who was playing great for Buffalo. When it went after that trade, and, and all this, all these so-called fans got on the side, oh, yeah, Chris Wells is great. We, we believe Brian Murray. And Rimmer was up there. Oh, it's a standing ovation. He finally got a goal, a standing ovation. Like uh, there's not a standing ovation for every goal. I mean, just embarrassing himself with a the tongue so up. far up Brian Murray. He was embarrassed at least with the standing part at least he could stand he can't even stand on his no stage. no but seriously what doesn't am i the only person who is shocked by this psychotic reaction to peter Orrell? what is that all about
3: it's what is the, it it's the equivalent of eddie when eddie was getting in all the fights a couple of years ago eddie eddie now it's peter peter it's uh it's the uh the, the play of du jour what who are we going to root for today unbelievable. No,
4: no, you, then I don't think so. I, the, I mean, this is like a steamroller. This is gaining momentum. They're obsessed. They have they have Peter blow up dolls. See, I prefer oh. myself. I prefer myself Peter North. They like Peter Worrell, Okay, I mean, you know, you pick your own Peter, I guess. Peter's pepper picked. A, we have an open line at Broward five six seven. How's that go? Peter's piker. Peck, oh, by Harvard Coast. Better slow down because you get in a lot of trouble with that thing. And don't be saying the uh, pecker, by the way. Nine minutes after eleven at five sixty w q x By the way, Buddy Bust doesn't pretty good in retrospect. They
5: sold this radio station, now the future is in
0: doubt. Oy! We've been talking about Patsons
5: ever since Cox pulled out. Now we'll work for Texas. The man's a millionaire. Okay. He's gonna work for Texas.
1: He's like Wayne with more hair. Yes. You might think that it's a bummer when Bill henry has gone. Are you... Say goodbye to Aaron
8: Summers. They hi to Ron and run They're <laughs> going Texas. And that's a matter of fact. They're
1: going to work for Texas. But he'll be changing his act. Acts a born again Christian, oh, as oh, just hey. as he can be. He wants to change the station. Letters the W G O D now will work for Pacman. He's a brand new
5: boss. We're gonna work for Pacman. So make the sign of the cross.
4: Yeah, Buddy Buds starting to look pretty good in retrospect. He was an asshole, but boy, was he great compared to Queer Channel or what? Uh Wow. As the assassin just running loose. And, of course, isn't it interesting to see Pete Boulders' checkered past? It was Gannett broadcasting. He was their hatchet man. And then they sold that outfit to uh, Paxson. He was their hatchet man. And now it's Queer Channel. It doesn't make any difference. He's still the assassin is what he is, okay? Ruining other people's lives, destroying the uh, listener's uh, listening habit, doing whatever he can to inject his uh, special brand of crap into the radio business, and doing a super job, by the way, Pete. are oh! really doing it, baby. Here's a mobile invoke, Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. I, I was sitting in the section last night directly across the ice from your section. Right. And I saw that woman in the aisle in that vomit-colored pantsuit. Um, talking to the friend just in front of you, and I said, talking quit a lot of crap, yeah.
3: And, and I said, oh my god, I said I can't. Tomorrow you're going to be. I, can, I was. Annoyed. No,
4: no, listen. First, first the husband comes over. Who's the, Obviously, these people are friends or acquaintances, whatever, of these very important people who sit in front of me once every five or six games. First, the husband comes over and he's standing there, and then he finally crouches down when he realizes uh, you know I'm starting to get really agitated. And then as soon as he puts his ass back in a seat over there, she comes over and she pulls the same routine.
3: What did F. Lee Bailey say? Exactly. There you go. And then I don't I'm not know... Gonna, it's
4: not, I, I, I wouldn't dig the fire by wasting my finger to, uh, to put that thing on a computer.
3: Okay. And because then it's now, a
4: bunch of bleh. is what it is.
3: I don't know, but when Peter Worrell got in that fight, did I see a juke and a jive right after that? or He was
4: doing the funky chicken, I think, a little, just very briefly. He did a little Merton-Hangster, I think.
3: And, and then now from my side of the ice, I can see the goal light. Because you know why? You yeah. can see... They have the thing, instead of having it screwed in straight up, yeah. it's screwed to the side. So what that, that side of the ice where you are, that's where it's, in so no wonder you can't see
4: it how how difficult i mean i know the first game that i was there we saw it go on in the la game once it was only once but nevertheless it went on how uh, how come it was working the early part of the year for a couple of games and then all of a sudden they tilted it the angle and now they can't fix it it's not acceptable don't they understand it is not acceptable and if i'm the only one that keeps screaming about it i'm going to keep screaming i want to see the goddamn goal light when a goal is scored and now, the From, where, from where we're sitting, you went, Whitney got the rebound, okay, because Cousineau came out of the net, and, it, and, you know, he stuck it in behind him on the short side, but there was no way to see it from where I was sitting, and only when he put his stick up in the air and started celebrating did we react, and it was a goal. You know, what kind of a bullcrap show is this that these people are putting forward? And they're still packing the place because these people don't care. They don't know the difference. Well, well, Somebody the gave them a bunch of tickets. They don't know. The lady sitting next to me from our, where we were sitting, you can see that light that goes on, you know when they go to a commercial,
7: yeah the that, pink light, the, yeah, the pink light, so the pink light goes on, she says, "Do we score a goal?"
4: <laughs> yeah,
7: I said, no, it's a commercial, yeah,
4: but at least you can see that one anyway, that's good that, that's, that's true. a start
3: all right, neil, well, get get rid of those people in front of you, do something about them they're 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 annoying just <coughs> off the aisle, okay, pal., Bye.
4: have a happy New year, <laughs> oh God. How come there are so many assholes in this world, inconsiderate assholes, and they all decided to move to South Florida? We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir.
7: Yeah. I just got to mention the sports thing. I mean, I'm not the other 80%, but I'm not a true uh, South Florida sports fan. But I've noticed this. I've gone to the games. And all they do is get drunk and fight, especially at the Dolphin
5: Games. They don't pay attention to what goes on. They just fight each other Mm -hmm. because there's other fans there. And they just don't seem to understand that they have a playoff-caliber team who, with their support,
7: when a coach has to go in to the newspapers and plead for fans to cheer, you know there's a problem. There's a big one. And, I mean, I may not be a Dolphin fan, but... You know, it's your hometown team. If you're going to go to the game. There's no reason just to get drunk and then drive into a tree.
4: No, that's what they went there for. You don't understand? Rick Sanchez taught them that a few years ago. Go, go, oh, to the yeah, game, get, and drunk. get
5: drunk,
3: drive,
4: and go. hit any object that gets in your way. Right? Strike it as hard as you can. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh
5: huh. It's just a horrible situation. And uh-huh. with the Panthers, uh-huh. I mean, I don't. I, I was against getting a hockey team to begin with because oh, I
4: don't
7: care. All these people said, "Oh, great, hockey, hockey." Now, now, we yeah, got got
4: 18,000 people a game. What are you talking about? They're packing a joint. They're making Baldy all his money no back. No one gives it a Well, they don't care about the game, but they're showing up anyway. They're, they're making his social money people. back. they just people. They just want to be the Maybe social Maybe next writer. year he'll contribute $2 million and Buddy and Evans can write 20 columns about him next year.
7: I don't know, but I, I really think we should do something. Maybe cut off the sports for a year or two and see if people care.
4: Okay. Sounds good to me. Have a great the New Year, pal. There you go. We're, we're living without the NBA. I mean, so far have we heard from one of those people, one of those big Peter Worrell fans, to explain it to us? No. Have we heard from one?
2: No.
4: I mean, we're talking 80 to 90 percent of the people who just erupt, who get spastic. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, I saw one guy, I think he was giving himself a barium enema there in his the stands. He was so excited when that fight broke out. In a totally meaningless, I mean, the score is 4 to 1. We got the game in a bag. I mean, it's, it's, it's no stress. No. And this guy's like uh, squeezing it. And the bag, too. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Why do I go through these same exercises when I know they're not going to call because they know they don't know what they're talking about? How can you defend something when you don't even understand what you're excited about? Ah, we like the big schwarzer out there. We got the big nigs. Yeah, That, that
5: must be it. That's got to be it. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing, sir? Okay. Happy New Year to you. And the same to you, sir. We love talking hockey with you, Neil, because you know what you're talking about.
4: What what kind of a, uh, what are you, on a speakerphone?
5: Uh, Actually, no, I'm on a uh, normal phone.
4: You're on a normal phone that's got a reverb on
5: it? Uh, I don't know why uh, you're getting reverb. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to call you and let you know uh, I didn't go to the game last night. I'm originally from Chicago. We have one of the worst hockey teams in the National that's Hockey League. That's
4: absolutely right. Which the Panthers have beaten them twice, and we can uh, wish we played them every week. Yes,
5: And uh, we still have uh, fantastic fans over in Chicago, though. Uh, way different than the fans down here. Well, that's, that's this
4: is not Chicago. I'm sure you're well aware of that. Sir. Oh, This is not Chicago. Absolutely. This is not Detroit. This is not Toronto. This is not Montreal. Absolutely this is South not. Florida.
5: Fantastic. This is the
4: land of the lost.
5: Fans have absolutely no knowledge of hockey down here, unfortunately. I don't understand why you don't sit in the press box, Neil. That would be the best seat. for I don't
4: Because I have great seats. I don't want to sit in the press box. The press well, box
5: is 50 miles away. Well, then you wouldn't have all this. Uh, well, you know, sir, you know
4: something. If 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 I can, which I can't stand your phone. It sounds like you're underwater. If if I'm going to continue screaming at yelling like this, I'm, or or if that doesn't do it, I'm going to start telling these people. Which I'll, I'll, I have no problem telling them their face, even though it creates an ugly situation and a real confrontation. Or then I'm just going to go to the ushers and say, look at, I got some assholes down here who don't respect the fact that we want to see the game, and they're standing up in the aisle. And it seems only to happen, or at least usually to happen, when the people who were there last night, who are there, thank God, only once every five or six games, with their two little punky kids, taking up, uh, they got, they got four people in two seats, which is a hell of a nice deal, by the way. But how does that work? You have a kid. How does that work when you used to take Sabrina when she was like a little girl? How, how does that work when you, like, uh, go to an event?
5: Up to a certain age, you don't have to buy a ticket for them if they're not going to occupy a seat. If they're going
4: to be sitting in So in other in your words, lap. if they sit in your lap, they get in so for But it's up to a certain age, like a very, very oh, low No, these age. are little tiny kids. They're like, I don't know, two, three years old. They're little kids, three or four.
5: I forget what the cutoff point is. It's, it's uh, per place. Everybody has their own set of rules about yeah. um, who you have to buy a ticket So
4: in for. other words, you can bring in all the punky little kids and hold them up in the air and uh, poop all over.
5: And
4: it's not, and the kids aren't bad, by the way. These are not rowdy, crying. And there's nothing wrong with the kids. These kids are pretty well behaved for like little kids. It's the parents that need to be uh, slapped around a little bit. We have two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Just came back from St. Louis and uh, went to a hockey game, St. Louis and Detroit. What a great game. You went to last night's game? Oh, which game did you go to? Because they tied last night. No, no, last
1: Saturday night.
4: Oh, I see. Yeah, St. Louis won that game.
1: Yeah, and the fans are unbelievable. The ushers were incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't even have a chance to go to your seat unless there's no action.
4: Right.
5: And uh, another thing I want to yeah, say. Yeah, you
4: up there at the Macarena, you're doing a piss-poor job, okay? You're doing a crappy job. You're letting people stand around in the aisles and block everybody's view while you're busy up there playing grab-ass with the uh, security cops up there. I'm going to stick my, uh, that guy with the uh, fanny pack on him. Go ahead, sir. <laughs>
3: another thing. I'm down here in Hollyweird on Federal Highway.
4: Yeah. These jackass Canadian tourists drive so bad, I just want to run in. And... Yeah, well, go ahead. Of course, they I... don't care. they got those crappy old cars. They don't care.
5: <laughs> and I don't think they know out. what the gas tunnel's for. Yeah. Can I call someone a douchebag? They know
4: they're gas. Now go ahead.
5: Dave, the interior guy, you are a douchebag. Okay. Thanks,
4: Neil. Okay, watch out for his interior. Okay, see ya. We have an open line at day one in Broward, five six seven, O five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. By the way, our poll question today, did anybody ever hear of an African Canadian? Anybody here, ever hear that? No. Cause Peter we're all speaking in by the way. i uh, he's Canadian, very articulate guy. We had Kevin Weeks on the team for a while there, the goalie who wanted too much money. We said bye bye, and he was like Bohemian or something. Very articulate, spoke kind of like with a British accent. Very very bright guy. And this goes back to what I was talking about yesterday with this And we had these calls from guys. Oh well, I'm an African American. I hate to break the news to you. I, I don't want to burst your bubble. I know you've been you've been propagandized by the white uh, you know the, the the white bureaucracy here in America. But the fact is, there is no such thing as an African American any more than I'm a Polish American or a Russian American because my ancestors a couple of generations ago may have come from those countries and that like there's no such thing as an African Canadian you never well, you'd be laughed off the streets if you said that up there used to be a black a negro then it was black black wasn't good enough then oh well you're an African American and then of course that engendered all of these african names and, like I said, the white majority loves to continue doing this to black people because it makes them think that they're really and instead of being part of the mainstream, and yeah you, know, you can you can be a part of the mainstream and still have your say your own cultural things, like Italians in America, they still eat plenty of pasta and they still uh you know go back to the old country if they can, and then they still uh have you know uh, holidays that they may celebrate, like Guido's birthday or whatever the hell it is, huh? No, it's like, those, it's like the lettuce pickers down in South Dade. You know, they may celebrate Cinco de Mayo, right? All ten of them. Don't you understand what I'm saying? You can have an ethnic festival, but this idea that there's some cultural difference between blacks and whites is unacceptable. It's, a, it's propaganda. It's bull crap. It's a bunch of <laughs> That's right. That's being foisted over on black America to keep uh, black people uh, in their place. And you, you know, and I'm the one that's going to say it, but you white people out there, you're not going to admit that you like seeing a big black guy out there getting into fights and beating the crap out of everybody else. That's what that Peter Well phenomenon is all about.
7: Ben Coates, get away from the ball, motherfucker.
4: That's right. That's what it's all about. And you just don't have the balls. You don't have the cajones to come on here and tell and express the way you really feel about it, because you're hypocrites. You're a bunch of goddamn limousine liberals, is what you are a bunch of horseball phonies, man. And guys go out there, and they do a good job for it. They do a great job. And you sit on your hands. Oh, who's that? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. He's pretty good. Man. Don't ever expect It's like this thing with a center fundraiser. I've been telling you, I really mean this, and I learned it years ago. Don't ever do anything in this town expecting you to get credit for it or pat on the back, because it's highly unlikely that will ever occur. It's 1126 at 560 WQAM.
0: (laughs) This is 560-QAM.
1: It's day in Miami town at 560-WQAM.
6: It puts the lotion in the basket. It mixes it all up. It puts the lotion in the basket. It, it puts them both together. It puts the lotion in the basket. When the eyeball falls out. It oh. puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> then it has to hose it down. It right. puts the lotion in the basket. It's what I have to get. It puts the lotion in the basket. Need to rub it on my brother. Yeah. It puts the lotion in the basket. I have to dry clean my skin suit! It right. puts <laughs> the lotion in the basket. I said, Doctor. I might my BB in my legs. I said, Doctor. I like to dance around this way. I said, Mommy, on the lawn's quiet today, I said, oh, Mommy, I want to look more like a wolf. My name is Buffalo Bill. It right. puts the lotion in the basket. It makes it more my skin. It puts the lotion in the basket. I hold my pee in. It puts the lotion in the basket. How much does it grow? It puts the lotion in the basket. I got my skin suit and hippo necklace. Ugh.
2: By
4: the way, what's the uh, number one thing you can think about American white culture? It's 1131 at 560 WQM. Oh, and that lady, I was just going to go to her and she hung up. I was just going to put her on and she had disappeared. How do you like that bitch, huh? Open line of date where that bitch just hung up. 5670560 pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I saw that, sweetheart. Here's the mobile in Hollywood. Hello.
3: Neo. Yeah, happy New Year.
4: And same to you, sir.
3: Uh, help me. I love the Panthers. I love going to the games. I can't tolerate the
6: music anymore.
4: Yeah, it's loud.
6: Not, not it's as worse.
4: It's not as bad as it was in the beginning, but it's still annoying. And, and and you know something? They they never give you a breather. In other words, as soon as one thing stops, they start something else. They never give you like thirty seconds to kind of let your eardrums roll back into place and get your brain unscrambled. They never give you a breath. I, I
3: know it really sucks. I wish there was something we could do about it. I mean, I think it's louder now than it was
5: in the beginning. No, so. no. Uh, I'm sitting closer to the ice now, so maybe it's reverberating off the ice or so. Um, Interesting thing about the Peter Orel uh I guess my own
0: philosophy on it is it's one of the few places where you can go to watch a black guy beat the crap out of a white guy and his sentence is five minutes. Mhm I mean,
3: I don't know what else I could say because everyone cheers the morning these well nobody
4: well, nobody will tell me I mean you were there last night,
3: yeah, okay,
4: yeah. And, and you saw the psychotically. The hyster- hysterical reaction uh with this guy who who does absolutely nothing he can't skate he can't pass he certainly ain't going to score any goals and uh the the reaction to him would be like uh the, the savior just came out of the clouds
0: it, 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 it was it was weird uh, what I didn't see it was what provoked it because i'm watching I'm watching I it just looked like you tore off on the guy because I didn't see. Yeah, he, well, I was, I, only, I was behind the goal, so. Okay, your
4: phone, phone your phone ringing. is crapping out. It was uh, right in front of me and he elbowed the guy three or four times and precipitated a fight. And, you know, that's what they wanted to see. But I mean, the reaction and Peter, Peter, Beezer comes back here. They're booing him. This guy who can't play the game worth a crap. They're, uh, cheering him like he's the, the second and third coming. Okay. Scored, scored. We have an open line at day one and brought. Have we still heard from any of those 18, uh, those 99% of the people? No. Of course not. Five six seven oh five sixty and pond five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Spineless jellyfish. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
7: How about Trent Hair Helmet Lot denying that he uh, had spoken to the white? Okay,
4: great. Okay, we have uh, two open lines in Broward and one in Dade. Five six seven oh five sixty and pond five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello.
7: Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how are you? Please? Okay. Please bear with me. I have a little bit of a cold.
4: But nevertheless, yes. But
7: nevertheless, hey, I just returned uh, from Europe with my wife. First time there. Uh, we started in Paris, which I, I
3: understand. I right? hate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, although we liked it. But
7: then again, it was our first time. We we're impressed. And then we went to Spain, hoping to go to Italy next time. But um, went to Spain, had a marvelous time.
4: Where did you go in Spain?
7: We went to Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona. went to Seville.
4: How was Barcelona?
7: Barcelona is
3: beautiful, right on the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. We had uh, great weather, uh, great food, great drink, but more importantly, the people are human beings. Yeah. I mean just people are friendly. They're Everybody
4: tells not... t- see, I went to Madrid and I that was a bad impression of Spain. Everybody says you should never have gone to Madrid because it's like going to Domino Park, you know, a bunch of crusty old spics. You should have gone to Barcelona is what they say. Well
3: we we went to uh Madrid also and and we enjoyed I hated it. We we, we enjoyed I
4: the, it, I just could
3: not live without it. Yeah, we we enjoyed the
7: side trips more than the than Madrid itself. We went to Toledo, Segovia, but I gotta tell you just I mean, just the lifestyle is uh, is oh, is incredible. It's a different world. It's a
5: different world, you know. Different
4: world, different priorities, different attitudes. And different, the landscape uh, is
5: not, you know, is not uh, full of neon lights. Right, and, no, uh, no
4: strip shopping malls. There you go. Oh, oh thank God.
7: Amazing. No, no
4: Sawgrass Mills outlet mall.
7: I just wanted to let you know that I thought about you because you are absolutely correct, sir.
4: Well, wait, wait till you get to Italy next time. And we'll we we be the, going
7: uh,
5: soon. We where
4: will. the real world is.
5: Okay, pal. Have a good uh, Have uh, New Year, Neil. Bye-bye.
4: And back to you. We have an open line in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. As I continue banging away, pounding away, begging, screaming, squeezing, will I get one call today from what I'm looking for? No. Of course not. Let's talk about the funky chicken and Merton Hanks from the 49ers, okay? Do you want to talk about that? No. See, again, I'm, I'm out there on the limb, but I know what I'm saying is true. I know what I'm talking about. There are a lot of things, a lot of areas where I know nothing. For example, finance. I I'm, I'm the worst... The worst person, I could have made so much money in the stock market in the last uh, two, three months if I had any balls or brains that I have neither. None. You just, you know, you get into that panic back in October and, oh my God, you know, and you start realizing, hey, this is gambling, baby. You've worked all your life to accumulate whatever money you got and it's gambling. And you sit there and you look at IBM sitting there. It was down to like, uh, what, 80, 90 bucks a share. Now it's 180. And you look at AOL and it's down there at 76. Now it's 158. And these stocks are going up 20 and 30 and 40 points a day. It's gambling, baby. So when it comes to that stuff, I know nothing. I'm the kind of person, quite frankly, who'd be better off letting my money sit in a goddamn CD like the old farts do. Seriously. Just accumulating whatever little interest I can get and not to playing this other bullcrap game. Because I don't know anything about it. But when it comes to the things I'm talking about here today and what comes to this business of the, the jive-ass duking and jiving and white America sitting back and saying, look at that jive-ass nigger. That's what they're saying. That is what white America is saying with this crap. And don't give me this bullcrap. But, oh, it's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, right. Cool as a frog's <laughs> card, okay? The dirty bird and the funky chicken and the Jim Berries of the world. Oh, by the way, Jim Barry gets sliced up great in this column, which I'll either read later. Uh, maybe I'll save it for tomorrow too good to gloss over. Congratulations to Howard Beale, whoever you really are, at Link. Here's Mud in Your Eye, one of the great columns ever written in this town. December 23rd, 98 issue of City Link Magazine. North Miami, hello? Yes, Neil. Yes, sir.
7: You're the first person I've ever heard uh, said that, and you make so much sense. About what? About uh, African-Americans.
4: There's no such thing.
5: I know, and I've been saying this for years. I'm black. How many black guys do
4: you know or black people who were born in Africa who are here now?
7: I know, and, and, and this is what I've been telling my wife for years. I said, listen, there's no such thing. I said, you uh, 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 you're back background is German. I don't hear you saying you're German-American. Right. So, you know, why should we this, have to be?
4: This is just another way that the white establishment, another thing, they've an invention of theirs, to create this, uh, the, to perpetuate this division of the races in this country.
7: Man, you're so right, man. All I can like say for you, Neil, is go, boy.
4: Okay. All right. You go, Leroy. All right. Go, white boy. Go, cracker boy. Go, Jew boy. We have an open line today. Boy, how come I got to pee so bad? Maybe it's because I'm drinking 20 or 30 of these diet sodas here today. That could be it. I'm going to start peeing in a cup, I think. No, seriously, it's too long a walk down a hallway. And by the way, when we do, if and when we finally do get up on the third floor there and we get the whole QAM, you know, I'm still going to come down here and use the tea room down here. What are you laughing about? That Lysol is expensive, man you think I'm going to use the same toilet seat upstairs that some of those people over there are using? I don't want to mention no names. Oh, no way, Jose. Oh, I'll leave him out. Here's a Hallandale. Hello. Hey,
2: Neil.
4: Yes. This
8: is Selma from Hallandale. It's what? This is a live one, Selma from Hallandale. Yeah. Not an old dead douchebag. I want to ask you a question. You but sound
4: it's... like uh, oh, somebody on. in Hallandale.
8: Oh, come on. Get with it. Uh, listen.
4: Get with I want, it? I want
8: to ask you a question. In
4: a voice like that, you're telling me to get with it? You sound like guilty on the helium. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. First of all,
8: did you know that Brian Craig is going to run for mayor of Plantation?
4: Well, guess what? We don't care, okay? See, that is a yent in Hellandale. We don't care about Brian Craig. We don't care about WFTL. We don't care about whatever that station is that uh, Mr. E goes on. We don't care about that stuff, okay? All I can say to you is Oy. it's a dead one in Helendale. It's a real live one who sounds like an old Yenta to me. You sound like an old Yenta, sweetheart, okay? Go give Sonny Rosenberg a big kiss on his fat pimply Rectum. get out of our face. We're talking important stuff here today. I mean, our poll question today is, and I've asked this before, but you won't respond to it. Who do you admire most on the Florida Panthers? The spark plug, we know who he is, number 14, or the Schwartz plug, number 28, which is twice. I guess he's twice the player because twice times 14 is 28. Does that make any sense to you? No. Well, there you go. He don't get twice the reaction. He gets 50 times the reaction because uh, I'm not sure why. Because they like that big, that haircut. That must be it. 20 minutes till noon at 560. WQM, we've got Hank coming up from the Sporting Bruise from 2 to 6. we got Kimba. It's Bolt camper. Who, it's not Hank? It's Kimba. What do you mean by that? My schedule does not say
5: that.
7: Well, I forgot to put the new one up there. Or I wasn't here or something happened.
4: You mean the Humper's not going to be on today? No. Where the hell is he today? He was talking yesterday about maybe going to Vegas for New Year's, or sticking around and watching that stupid playoff game here. If I was him, I'd be in Vegas. And uh, what is it? Kimba's on a two, and then one. And uh, well, whatever was on after that, we got the big goddamn uh, what is it again? The Micron PC pool and weed whacker. Stick it uh, where the moon don't shine in your rectum bowl tonight, 7:30 here on QAM.
0: This is 560 QAM. Oh God. Oh, now. Yeah. now look what you've
1: done. Oh, that's what with the same dress, same dress, same dress, that's what with the same dress um. on. Oh. oh, that's, <laughs> a in dress, in dress, in that's what with the same dress, um. yeah, same dress, same dress, with the same
0: dress on. Yankettes, blankets, works, works, come. She's saving the dress like a low-life score Smells like doo too. wears a parade for a hat Wearing a size 14 shoe, cause she's so cat-damn fat Not so she's that pretty, she's not that frat But she can hum on my thing, just the way I like That's what like with the same dress,
1: same dress, same
0: dress That's what like with the same dress, ah Oh, bachelor with the stained dress. That little jab. Just because
1: I let her, her oh, oh. five sixty,
4: WQM. That's WQM. That's we got spectacular? Did you look at this? Yes. Did you take a puke at this? We just got faxed to us the latest up-to-the-minute totals on our Center 1 campaign, which officially ends in two days on the 31st, and is basically, you know, pretty much uh, come to the end of the run. 138826 bucks. Oh! Which doesn't include, what did I give you this morning from last night of the game, 110
5: Right? Well, this envelope's got all kinds of stuff in it that I'm sure is not totaled on there. It does?
4: Oh, so in other words, he has no way of knowing that. Well, right. why don't you why don't you give me the add that up? Okay, while we're potsking around here, and I guarantee you, we're like right up there about 140 grand. Now it's interesting. The most we ever raised for Center One before two years ago, and this was on the old W I Z. Oh! We raised 140 grand, and that was with the best of Phil, which sold, of course, like hotcakes, and the best of Neil two volumes, and the best of Rick and Tuds, which uh, and uh, whatever else we had, and the T-shirts, and all those multiple appearances by all the different people. And so like about, you know, a few weeks ago, they were saying to me around here, well, you know, we understand from Carol, the most you ever got for cinema was 140, so if you do like 70 or 80 all by yourself, that's pretty good. And I said, I don't want to do it all by myself, okay? I've been doing it all by myself for much of my life. I'd rather do it with somebody else's uh, assistance. 676. 676, that means two and zero and five, 139,502 dollars which means we need $498 by the close of tomorrow to reach 140 grand, like falling off a log. Like fall- I bet you that Buddy Nevins is going <laughs> to send us over a check. Huh? In fact, wait a minute, where's that envelope? I, I bet you in here, because uh, he said Santa One's a real good cause. It's a, uh, yeah, a worthy charity. And I'm looking in the envelope. I'm looking for Buddy's check. Did we find it? No. no do, do you see a check in there? No. Oh, come on, Buddy. Don't see it. God, must have fallen out. 498 bucks more to reach 140 grand. Now, isn't it a shame that we don't have, like, somebody around, because it is the holidays, and actually there ain't nobody around here. Wouldn't it be great if we had the QAM van, or we could send Sam or Chris or somebody out, like, on a street corner? Huh? In the next two hours and 13 minutes, and we can get up to 140 grand total today? That would make me feel like it was worth coming in today. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. And, by the way, you you didn't look at the individual stores, though, did you? The borders? You're never going to guess which store had the biggest total last week, Christmas week. Kendall. No. Wrong. (laughs) Boca. In in fact, it was not Dade. The top two locations weren't in Dade, and they weren't in... They were in Palm Beach. Boca did 2955 bucks, and Boynton Beach was number one with 3160 bucks oh! last week. How do you like that? I mean, Aventura did pretty good, 2140 Kendall, 1880 And look at that, the Grove, the only one that's not on. Oh, I see. In other words, we probably are already over 140 Well, probably not, because Coconut Grove here is blank. We didn't do squat in the Grove. We didn't even go and, and do a squat in the Grove. No, we didn't do that. Week after week, I look on these lists. And in fact, what's the, uh, yeah, the Grove is missing the week before. It's a blank. 560 bucks there the week before that. 40 bucks there the week. We did nothing in the Grove. Because basically, I mean, what do you got in the Grove? You got a bunch of fags and spoes down here, okay? I thought we had lots of fags and spoes but I guess our fags and spoes do not listen and uh, live in the Grove. That's the depressing. That's uh, unbelievable. So we are gigantic. Up there in Palm Beach County. How do you like that? Oh! If We only had a line for them. Well, then we do. We have that 9303000, but we never say it because we're too cheap to say it. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello.
7: Hey, how are you doing? Great. All right. Listen, I was watching Monday Night Football last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, did someone mention this already?
2: No. Uh, <laughs>
5: uh, Al Michael, yeah. did you know that he was back
7: from, from a break? And he said the magic word.
4: The
5: F- Loud or? and
7: clear. No, no, F H. You
4: got it. Oh, my God. He said, <laughs> on the air?
7: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Unbelievable. I fell off my chair when I heard that. And my, my
5: daughter... That'll be
4: the end of him, because I think the reason they got Gifford off the games on Monday was he was starting to take a crap. right on the air, too. He wasn't just saying it. He was taking one.
5: Yeah, and, and no wonder... The, and uh, his bags were overflowing. worry about the, the ratings. Yeah. It's because... Uh, too much crap. Yeah. <laughs>
4: okay, thanks for the good news. Thank you. Ben, we'll see you. Oh, do I long for those old days when us big satellite uh, dish owners? The owners of the big dish, we used to see all those uh, live back calls, all those feeds, where they used to say every word that's ever been invented. You'd see all the behind-the-scenes stuff. That was great. We have an open line in Dade, one in Broward, five, six, seven, oh five sixty pound five sixty on the uh, AT&T wireless line. I mean, once in a great while. You're sitting up today, You're going to sit up straighter. Yeah,
2: right? of course. Yeah,
4: we're always the Hey, oh. okay, What's
2: going on?
7: Stuff. Is this? Why are we doing this? are we? We're going back to that fucking bullshit again, eh? Squeeze your coach's corner in after everything else has been taken care of. They're all fucking
4: bullshit. You got it, grapes. That's the Don Cherry just losing a little bit on the back call feed there on the CBC on the uh, Anik satellite for you, big dish lovers. A couple of weeks ago. Where are we going? Here's uh Kendall. Hello. Hey,
7: Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Um, you know what? I'm I'm a Dolphin fan, but I really Pulled back. My interest Tristan Johnson took over, and uh, I just barely lucky if I even watch the occasional game now. Really? But I don't. I'm not interested in football other than the Dolphins, and even then, that's losing its power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never heard of the Dirty Bird prior to the game the other day. The Atlantic, and game, that's yeah. all they said. The Dirty Bird, this, and, the,
5: and then. You know, there, I guess there's a player, Tyrell Buckley, who's been there for a
7: while. Uh, now his nickname is T-Buck. I right. don't
4: know. Or everybody everybody have to be having a nickname now. Yeah, where, yeah. where
7: that came from. Right. But, you know, I'm always amazed. I never heard of this stupid
4: dirty bird. Could care less about it. Well, also, that's a big thing on our local media now, the dirty bird. Yeah. It's like,
5: who gives a crap? No, know?
4: nobody. That's right.
5: But you know what? I know you, because I've met you several times.
7: I know you call. Other than when when you talk somewhat, you know, whatever about the uh, blacks, you say Schwarzers. I've always preferred the term former Nigerians myself because they're not black Americans. I mean, they're not African Americans. They're former Nigerians.
4: Well, what meaning what? What does that
7: mean? that's that's the main region they came from when they were... You know, captured by their fellow Africans and sold to the white man. And yeah, that's a problem they'll never
5: want why, to deal with.
4: can't? Well, let me ask you this seriously: Why can't people just be Americans?
5: Exactly, I have no problem with that. You know,
3: and I agree with you. Why do we it, have to
4: have hyphenated? It, why do we have to have Cuban Americans and Italian Americans and African Americans? Exactly, it's no, propaganda, I mean, it's bullcrap. There's no such thing.
7: Exactly, because now you you hit it on the head, but you missed the very next step. Because now we have the African, where well, we've had the African Americans for a while, but now we all have to say the politically correct thing during the no, holidays. No, no, we don't. Happy Kwan. No, no, we don't. No, I, I
4: know I don't. And I know you don't. But
3: I'm saying that's the thing. Okay, have. well, Happy
4: New Year. That guy sounded like a little. You know what I'm saying? Like a little over the edge. Like maybe he's uh, planning on uh, attending a meeting this year, the first of the new year. We have an open line at Dade one in Broward five six seven oh five sixty. I mean, you go to Toronto, they got all those Chinese, all those Asian people, mostly Chinese. Do they call them Chinese Canadians? No. They got all those Pakistanis there. They call it, you know, getting my cab in Toronto. The uh, cab driver say, Oh, I'm a. Uh, how do you do? I'm a Pakistani Canadian. No, no, of course not. Did Ben Johnson ever say, Oh, I'm a uh, African Canadian? No. I and mean, it's ridiculous. It's laughable. The hyphenated Americans, all the better to keep you know separating them and uh, you know divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. That's what it's all about. That's what the white, the lily white establishment loves. Compartmentalize, divide and conquer. Just be a goddamn American, okay? We're not interested where your goddamn grandmother uh, came from in Quinta Quinte. We're not interested in uh, you know Anna Solomon. We don't care about all those old bubble mices, okay? Cut to the chase and stop this bullcrap. Oh, will it be part of our culture? And let me say it again. Let me say it one more time, very clearly. I travel all over the world. I see people of color in other parts of the world who speak perfect English just as I am speaking to you right now, just as Ed Bradley speaks it, and just as Julian Bond speaks it, and just as Barbara Jordan used to be speaking it before she'd be dead, okay? So stop giving me this crap about it's a cultural thing or an ethnic thing. It's an American bunch of propaganda to keep a lot of people on the, end, on the bottom rung of the totem pole, to keep black people under white people's thumb. That's what it's all about. And those of you brothers and sisters out there that get sucked into this bullcrap and you believe it, shame on you. Embarrassing, just like with all this with, with the African names now. Oh man, that's that's a great way to become a part of the mainstream. Oh, we don't want to become, but well, why not? Why not? I mean, we, you know, we can only open up so many McDonald's and Burger Kings, and the NBA franchises ain't doing too good right now either. Get a brain, get a brain, and start resisting all of this bullcrap to compartmentalize and teach you that you're somehow uh, you know different because your skin is a different color. That's what we're supposed to be moving away from. Here's a lady in Palm Beach. Hello.
8: Hey, Neil. How yes, are ma'am. you? Yes, ma'am. Great. Nice Jewish girl from Winnipeg calling you. Oi. Oh, it's
4: a Jewish-Canadian.
8: A Jewish-Canadian. Oh, how fittingly perfect.
4: You're right. You probably not, probably not too many Jews in Winnipeg, eh? Well,
8: there's about 16,000 of us. There's really? enough. There's too many of us, actually. A lot of
4: Jews in Toronto, eh?
8: Lots of Jews in Toronto. Right. I just wanted to call. I'm here vacationing in Palm Beach for the last two weeks. Unfortunately, today is the first day that I've tuned into your show, and I have to tell you, you're fabulous. I am. You really are.
4: I'm I'm thinking of moving to uh, Mississauga myself.
8: I think Mississauga is not such a good place for you. I think Winnipeg would be better. Maybe I can
4: be the new coach of the Ice Dogs and get Cherry out of there. That's
8: right. Well, unfortunately, the only thing we have in Winnipeg now is just a two-and-twelve CFL team.
4: Yeah, isn't that a shame? You we lost your travel. hockey team. I mean, that was such a great thing. That you were the all-white with the pom-poms, and you know made a desperate attempt to keep their team, but it's all money now, you know.
8: That's right. We couldn't do it, but we sure miss them. Let me tell you.
4: Yeah, well, I bet you miss them a lot now.
8: Well, we sure do. We really do. We have to travel to Phoenix now to watch them. And so. they're playing
4: pretty damn good.
8: Well, actually, they really are. So we left them. They left us, and we're still, we're still. Running around there though, we're well, okay. Well,
4: will have a uh, happy New Year. Thank you, eh?
8: Neil, and thanks so much for entertaining all of us out here in Palm Beach. And Zun. Thanks you too. Okay, Bye-bye. whatever that
4: means. Okay. What yeah, she said? What she say? Spare some change, Mister. You're supposed to when you're from Canada. You're supposed to know whatever. Spare some change, Mister, and you just keep walking, looking straight ahead. See, I feel bad about that because I've always got some change in my pocket. Why? It's not that I'm cheap. I'm not very far from being cheap. But it's just, I, I think it's a psychological thing. You feel that if you do it the first time, that every, uh, and then they got so many homeless people up there in Toronto. That's it, one of the greatest cities in the world is Toronto. In fact, when they do these surveys and they rate the various cities, but the one disgrace, the one shame that they have are the homeless people. And especially this time of the year where it starts getting really, really cold and nasty and freezing. I mean, so many homeless people out there sitting on the street, you know, and they're so goddamn polite. They're so polite. Spare some change, mister, for a cup of coffee, eh? And, and you just walk up. I'll have a nice night anyway, eh? And you can just barely hear them. They're, that's why they're starving to death out there. You can't hear. Speak up a little bit, okay? Spare some change there, pal. Something like that. You know, being polite is one thing, but starving to death, that's another thing. Speak up.
5: Bother. you're helping all the boy? I'm a captain.
4: No. That was a nice try anyway. 1157 at 560 WQAM.
0: This is 560 QAM, the Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I
1: can have an orgasm just
0: driving
2: down (laughs) I-95.
5: Okay?
0: Okay.
4: <laughs> one at 560 WQM. Happy New Year from all your paisans here. So Kimba Camper is going to be on two o'clock this afternoon. He doesn't take no crap from anybody. He's a good American with no hyphen in the middle. Open line date, 567 five six seven zero five six zero. So here we are. We've been on the air for over a little over two hours now. Have I had one, I mean, I realize I went through a whole bunch of other crap there in the beginning, but if I had one call from one of those 80 or 90 percent of the know-nothings there in that Macarena who are obsessed with a big black guy named Peter. No. One call to explain to the rest of us, who well, I guess are too slow, too stupid, or whatever it is, to understand what the big attraction is there. No. Doesn't that speak for itself? Uh huh. Yeah, I think that speaks for itself. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
7: Hey Neil, how's it going? Great. Happy New Year.
3: Happy and holidays.
4: Out.
7: Um, I get, I, you know, I don't go to very many hockey games. Yeah. Um, don't get an opportunity to. A little expensive for me.
3: But,
4: a little uh, high priced, right?
3: Yeah. I am a season ticket holder for the Dolphins, and it's it's basically
7: the same because, you know, they want you to cheer on defense. You know, when the team's on defense, you know, to disrupt the other team's offense. Mm-hmm. But these same assholes. Start doing the wave when the offense is on, and they're yeah. yelling and they're screaming. And you look yeah. at them, you well, like
4: people who do the wave. You look at a guy that's doing the wave, and you immediately uh, in your mind, you know, he's an asshole. That's right.
3: Well, it's like you know, it's like say, let's say for instance, it's uh, you know the last it, near the end of the quarter that the dolphins are driving, and you're these putzes up there going one two three let's go. You know, yeah. like you know they're trying to say I'm like man, shut up and let the guy call a play. He's, he's an, an, an asshole. Right. Team. That's right. Um, listen, I want to I want to tell you something, Neil. You there? I'm here. Okay, you turned me on to fish food. Yeah, which was great. Well, there you go. Uh, You turned me on to that. uh, You can
4: go to a hockey game. You can go out there and get. Can you imagine how many pints of fish food you can get for a price of one hockey ticket?
3: Yeah. Right. God. Oh, by the way, uh, your escalator must be uh fix uh be working the same as the escalator at Jurabi stadium that we go to because it's never working. Really? Well maybe Wayne
4: just doesn't have any good escalator connections. Maybe if there's an escalator repair guy out there listening they just like we had the bug guy coming yesterday off the street, maybe he can stop by the stadium and then zip on up to the Macarena and uh work it out.
3: Yeah, if you don't go into the stadium soon enough, uh like uh you can't make it up because the escalator's broke.
4: So so far, I would say 95% of the home games in the Maccarena, the escalator, uh, do not. You know, which I'm not that old and feeble, and I can't uh, walk my way up there. But I'm sure there are a few people who would like the assistance. And that was supposed to be one of the nice deals here: nice covered escalator. The only problem is it don't work.
5: Right. That's same
3: with us. You know, when we want to go up, you know, we got the cheap seats in the upper deck. You know, yeah. but still, and you, know, you got to walk that whole spiral thing up there, and then I mean, you're you're gasping for air. But anyways, you turned me on to fish food. You turned me on to that Tyson steak stuff, which was pretty good. Good
4: stuff, yeah, excellent.
3: Yeah. Can I turn you on to something? Yeah. Okay. Do you like any Lee products?
4: Lee? Yeah. How the hell can a fat slob like me be eating (laughs) Lee?
3: I know. That's like fish food. I mean, I
4: don't like I I love Lee. I don't want to kill you. Okay, thanks. Have a nice day. Okay, happy New Year. I I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to be rude to the guy. No, I don't want to hear about it. Isn't that just what I need for the New Year is Lee? No. We have an open line at Broward, two a day. I'm still, I'm searching. I'm begging. I'm pleading. I'm probing. I know you're out there. You're not fooling me. You're certainly not fooling this audience. They know you're out there hiding somewhere. All you people from last night who are, I would think that you've towed yourselves off by now and calmed down a little bit. I mean, it was a nice game. It was a big victory. The team is hot. They're playing good right now. It was enjoyable from that standpoint. But we're looking we're looking for a certain breed of pe- uh, fan out there. I use the word loosely. We want to know what it is that's cranking your chain about this crap. What is it that's got you so whipped up to a frenzy? Peter! Peter! What is it? We're missing it. We don't see it. Here's Boynton Beach. Hello?
7: Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, uh, I had a question for you. First of all, the, the guy a few callers ago uh, stole my thunder. I was going to tell you about uh, Al Michaels and... Uh... Oh, he uh, put the shot out over the air. But anyway, I
4: just can't get over it. It was mm.
7: hilarious. Listen, I uh, just got a computer for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, how do I get through to uh, Phil Hendry's uh, website, whatever? You know, I want to pick him up and listen what's
4: to him. The, uh, George, what's the deal on that? On um, Phil's uh, website, is it a KFI thing? To, to hear yes. Phil show?
7: One moment, please. Oh, Okay.
4: One moment, please. George will look it up for you.
7: Thank
4: you. In fact, if you want to hang on, George will tell you. I appreciate it, Neil. Okay. okay. Have I a good think- oh, no, no, he's got it. Wait, what, what is it? KFI640.com. KFI640.com. Kfi 640com Right. Thanks a bunch,
7: Neil. Okay. Bye. And have a happy. Yeah.
4: Okay? Okay. Okay, Dade County's open. 5670560, Palm 560 on a mobile one line. I'm pressing, I'm probing, I'm looking, I'm searching. I got my navigation equipment out here. I'm, uh, I'm uh, just uh, trying to uncover it. I got my microscope, my goddamn uh, telescope. Searching for one of those 19,000 people last night, 80 or 90% of whom are hyperventilating. They're still moist from that experience last night. I've seen this big black guy out there, their new hero. Please let us in on it. I mean, if this, like I let you in on the fish food, I could have kept it all for myself. I let you in on a Tyson seasoned beef strips for all you Atkins diet people, I could have kept it all to myself. There's something spectacular going on there, and the rest of us, the the small minority of us, were too stupid. We're missing it. We're looking right at it. We just don't see it. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello?
7: Neil? Yes, sir. In honor of you, I've been a longtime listener. I've never called. I know you're looking for money for Center One. I'm going to donate $1,000 in your name. Oh!
4: God bless you, sir. What a guy.
7: Um, I'd like to do it anonymously. I mean, I'm not looking for the publicity, but I think right. it's such a good center. Um, they do good work, and yeah. uh, um, I want you to go over the top.
2: Okay,
4: thank you. Hang on, George. I'll give you the address where to send sure. it. Okay, hang on.
7: There you go. How do you like that, huh? Oh!
4: Eat your heart out, Buddy Nevins, with that putrid little illiterate letter that you sent me this morning. But well, what would you expect to get from a putrid little illiterate guy like Buddy Nevins but a putrid little illiterate letter? And that's exactly what I got, the difference between me and Wayne. Yeah, I got more here. I don't have a lot, but the difference between me and Wayne is I got a lot more here. He's got a lot more money. Now, I would prefer to have a lot more money. But I got news for him. If I had the billion dollars that he's got, I wouldn't be such a mean-spirited prick as he is, okay? And I wouldn't be always worried about, oh, am I making more money on this? You know, he's a businessman, but when you got a billion dollars, so what's the big deal? He lost a few million here. He lost a few million there. uh, He's not missing any meals. We have two open lines in day. These lines ought to be smoking here today. They ought to be smoking, but we can't we can't extract even a little bit of honesty out of the so-called fans. This is the, supposed to be a sports station, which, thank God for me, that usually I give a little bit of a, a breath of fresh air from that for four hours a day, a chance to uh, have a mental enema from all that swill. But on your supposed sports station, every time we play this, it's like a hide-and-seek game. Can't find those Panther fans nowhere, no how. Even though every goddamn one of them is out there listening right now, every one of you are listening. Am I
1: right? Yes.
4: Yes. God damn it! Nine minutes afternoon. If I what am I? What's the point? Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep getting all worked up to a frenzy when I know they're not going to respond? How can somebody respond to you when they have nothing to back up what they're going to say? I'll give you an example. I was in Kmart yesterday doing that thing for the toilet seat, you know, wasting my time. And I get this all the time. I mean, I go into, like, Publix or I go into Kmart, and there are people, you you see them do, like, a double take. And they'll turn around, and you realize that they recognize you. Okay, well, they can say, hey, Neil, how are you? And I always am friendly. Hey, how are you doing? Nice to see you. I love your show. Whatever. Fifteen seconds. Tops. So I'm in Kmart yesterday. I'm walking, uh, wandering around, looking for where the goddamn toilet seat place is. And here's a guy in his, I would say, 60s with his wife. And he does does the same thing. Looks, you know, and she says, and you can tell he's saying to her, oh, that's Neil Rogers. He says, well, why don't you say hello to him? Well, I'm already like, you know, 20 yards up the uh, thing there, you know. Here's a guy in a, in a Kmart. He doesn't have the balls just to say, hi, Neil, how are you? Is that man ever going to call this show? No. I mean, are you kidding me? He doesn't have the balls just to say hello, much less to call the show and take on.
3: Oh God!
4: Or even just have a you know a civilized conversation and say Happy New Year. He doesn't have the Cajones for that. I think I think instead of in Kmart, uh, they should have been uh, shopping in a cojones place. Ten minutes after twelve at five sixty WQM I like the wee wee.
0: back gets lonely he likes receivers better wide, some people say that number eight is gay boy they say Troy loves the big
1: brown eye Aikman, he goes down on his knees man oh why?
0: These guys, he likes to please men. He loves to slap cowboys on their behind. He's got a spotless
1: reputation. America's team is world-renowned.
0: Oh, we're fine.
1: But is Troy gay?
0: I've heard some people say. In the huddle he goes down, Akeman, he goes down on his knees, Akeman, I can some balls to squeeze, Akeman, don't flip him cause he likes it from behind. Call 15 is five sixty WQM the
4: date lines are wide open. There's a big, big vacuum, a gigantic vacuum date. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the Mobile One Line. They they just won't do it, man. They're just adamant. They are uh like a, a brick wall. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir.
3: Good afternoon. Buenas tardes. I wanna thank you for the SLCD. Isn't that great this yes, year? Sir.
5: And uh,
4: over 140 grand. How do you like that, uh, sir? That's the all-time record for Center One, all by ourselves here, me and George.
5: Beautiful. Um, but I
7: wanted. to What else did I want to say? Uh, plus, oh, yeah. plus,
4: by the way, we raised 20 grand for Phil's charity out there. Um, uh, the kids' place, whatever that thing is, out in L.A. with Phil's CD earlier in the year. So this year on this station, we raised over 160 grand. Nice going, Neil. Oh. Thank you. In spite of that little prick, Buddy Nevins.
7: You're the man, Neil. I demand. I'm a season ticket holder in section one twenty eight yes, sir. I can see the goal lights and the shoot twice then just because they sit back there, right, but I can't see the one on the other side.,
4: how, how do you like that? <laughs> how difficult is it? every arena in North America that they play hockey in, you can everybody that sits in the stands can see the goal light and the green light at both ends, yes, but in yes. the Mac arena two hundred million dollars, we can't see the uh, the uh, goal lights come on if you depending on where you're sitting, and they don't care enough to fix it. nope. I've been waiting for that, by the way. Did you catch that? You weren't paying any attention. You just said, "Peter, Rod, well, get away from the puck, mother." And we're going to need that. We're going to use that as a drop, please. Okay, we have an open line in day one in Broward. Five, six, seven, oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Still waiting. It's seventeen past noon. Two and a quarter hours into the show, and we had one person, one of these hysterical people that's in a state of hysteria, that's foaming at the mouth, that's dripping down their... Uh, squirt, you squirt. Know what? I can't even say it on the ear. I can't say penis on the ear. That's just uh, emotional from this big black sparcer that comes out there and kicks the crap allegedly out of whoever's on the other team. Or occasionally gets the crap kicked out of him. They still like it. In fact, maybe they like that better as he's stumbling and fumbling and trying to find his way to wherever he's going. They love it. They're obsessed with it. I don't think I don't think we're having hockey games out there. I think we're having clan meetings at the Macarena is what we're having. <laughs> yeah. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Yes, sir.
5: Yes, I'm uh, well, here on vacation. I'll let you know for all the truck drivers. We all listen to you all the time, man.
4: All right. All right. I mean,
5: everyone, you're on the
3: you're on the damn uh, radio every damn God day.
4: bless those truckers. That's what I've always said, pal. Uh, let
3: me tell you, this like you said, this state is a goddamn cop state. why I went on vacation, they were out everywhere, writing tickets left and right.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: But I just want to let you know that you know, that we all listen to you. We all got the time. people
4: shooting each other. We got gangs. We got people dropping like flies in this town, and they're busy setting up more speed traps to say happy holidays to us.
3: That's right. Yeah, you know, they don't care about if people get shot, raped. You know, and they just want your money. There you go. And in closing. Thank you.
4: And uh, God bless you, sir. Have a great New Year. Yes,
3: sir.
4: And slow down. We have an open line in uh, Dade one in Broward. Five. Are we? Are we seriously, are we going to find one today? Just one who's got a little bit of a ball out there? Maybe a little bit of a growth? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Uh, this is the whole thing. though. You've heard of the Phantom of the Opera? It's the Phantom of the uh, Panther fans. Because there aren't any. They're like a, a smattering of it. The rest of the people are just bodies in a seat. That's all, with all their Panther jerseys on and their paraphernalia, which Wayne likes a lot because you're making him a lot of money. Keep it up. Here's a mobile in North Miami Beach. Hello.
5: Hey, how you doing, Neil? Great. Uh, a couple
3: things. Uh, I guess people like Peter Warrell only because he is a fighter. Honestly, I, I'm just
4: trying to understand what's going on in the league. Did they send out a, a letter to all the teams that they have to have a token on each team? Well, you know, Paul Laws is the fighter on the team. I mean, what do we need and to When know? I say a
7: token, have you noticed in the league that there's one black player like, on each team, like Buffalo? Who's the, has black, one? Player,
4: who's the black player on Toronto?
3: Well, I'm, I'm not every team, but I've noticed one on Who's the black one player on,
4: on Detroit?
3: You got me on a bunch of teams, but the point is, you notice that you're slowly seeing one on a team?
4: Yeah.
7: I'm just trying to but what, what What difference does that They're not I, any good. No,
4: no, you're wrong about that. Mike Greer is a very good player on Edmonton. Oh, Brad Fear has been in the league for many, many years. He's uh, still one of the best goalies in the league for St. Louis. Yeah, but he's half. How about Anton Carter? He's a hell of a good player. How how, much, how many black players can you name for me who are in the league who aren't good players? Besides aren't... Peter Warrell.
3: What about the guy in Boston? Well, I can't remember his name.
4: Anton Carter's not a good player? He's fair. He's fair. He's one of the better young players in the league. Get out of here. Go back to your clan. Go get your pointed hood and get out of here. Although he does have a point. You know, I've said this for the last several years, and we're serious. You black folks are taking all the other sports away, and that's fine. You know, we can deal with it, especially like the NBA. You know, have a good time. Sitting on the sidelines. But leave hockey for us white people, okay? we got to have something. Leave hockey to the white people. We don't mind a few token spartzes in there. I think, like I said, I apologize to the last guy. I had a good point. But he is wrong about Anson Carter. He's a real good player, and so is Mike Greer, and so is Rand Fuhrer. And, uh, and Donald Brashear. Eh, I can take him or leave him. He's a fighter. But, he, but let's see, there's a difference between being a fighter, being a goon, and just being a, uh, and a player who can fight, like Ty Domi. There's a little player. There's a the guy who's got three goals, seven assists. He's got ten points. He can skate. He's a player. He's got some skills. And, by the way, they just took a survey in a hockey news. All the, the other players in the league vote Ty Domi as the best fighter in the league, okay? Oh. Even though he's like a little midget guy and comes up to their public, he still knocks the crap out of most of the time. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Okay, nice talking to you, too. Blow it out your ass up there in Delray with all you old farts. Five six seven, oh five sixty at pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Miami Lakes, Hello,
7: hey, Neil, How are you? great, uh, two quick things uh first, i'm uh, more than glad to say that I donated a hundred dollars to uh Center one thank you uh last week when I called, I asked George for the um, phone number, and uh I also heard it over the air so and I had a couple of friends that I had the phone number and go ahead and made it a hundred dollars. It's not too much, but so I can afford Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, second thing, uh, did you get the toilet business fixed?
4: No, I got to go to Home Depot. I went to a Kmart.
7: Okay. I went to Kmart
4: I... and they sold me like a baby toilet seat.
7: Right. Yeah, because I had the same problem with the toilet. And uh, I bought one from Kmart, as a matter of fact. No, excuse me. My mistake. I bought it from Walmart. Oh,
4: Walmart. Yep. Oh,
7: boy. I bought it from Walmart and I had a small accident, small big accident. So... <clears throat> yeah
4: I, I put it on and uh I fell right through the um, right through the right right Well, you know something I'm thinking of now this may sound grotesque, but when you mm-hmm. come right down to it, who really needs a toilet seat? you know well, why are you looking at me like that? Why do you look at me with a look that would kill?
7: Maybe you wouldn't fall right? Well, no,
4: you well, you're a little spick, okay, you would fall right in i got a big, fat ass. I'm a big, fat old Jew, okay? I probably could, like, a, and, and you know something? That would be more like the European-style toilet seats, which allow for a much easier, more relaxed, right, because they're, they're more contoured to the body. They're, like, wider. But That porcelain's really cold. How, now, how about if you heat it? Huh? Cheaper than buying a $200 toilet seat or whatever you're talking about. Yeah, George just telling me this morning about electrical toilet seats. I just want a goddamn toilet seat. I don't want a designer toilet seat. They have them in Kmart. They were, they're fabric ones. Jesus, can you imagine anything messier than having a fabric toilet? Oh my God. I mean, I know it's the middle of lunch hour. I don't want to start talking about splitter and splatter and stuff like that. Spittle and splatter. But trust me when I tell you, no, uh, no fabric toilet seats for this guy. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
5: Yes, sir. I had my first trip to Los Angeles last weekend. Yeah. And visit relatives over for the holidays.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, I didn't
4: drive out there, but they drove down the freeways. Yeah. And they got freeways that won't stop, and they
5: do not have accidents. We got one Mickey Mouse freeway here. Well, that's because they know
4: how to drive. That's because they drive with their directionals. They put their blinker on, and if somebody wants to get in the lane, you let them in, and they all drive that way because they know how to drive. uh, This here, every day we got a – it isn't just a – that is the uh, tankers and the truck drivers and everything. It's a, it's a mess here. I mean, these people are assholes. Yeah. I, mean, you I, just I, I couldn't believe I went out there and sat there uh, for the whole weekend. No accidents. Sir, I'm going to tell you, you, go to any really big city like Detroit, okay? Detroit has got a great expressway system. They drive like a bat out of hell. They all know how to drive well. You'll see maybe a tenth of the accidents their percentage-wise, as you'll see here. They, they know what they're doing. No. And, and they don't sit there and drive with their brake. They drive with the accelerator. When when the light changes to green, you can step on the gas, even if you're the 10th person in line, because everybody else is stepping on the gas. Here, if you're 10 people back, you know you're going to have to wait like two, three lights because they're they're picking their nose.
5: Well, they're picking somewhere. But, but right, they, they're picking
4: they, their uh, seat. Yeah,
5: right, but the uh, Los Angeles, I could not believe. I mean, my God, it, it says uh, uh, five uh, left lanes turn left, left or something like that. I yeah. Mean, I got these people.
4: Well, it's a real place. You're confusing reality with fantasy. This is La La Land, pal. You better use oh, uh, it. Oh, these people here, I mean, if, if, if one of the Florida drivers went out there, the police would pull them over immediately and just... No, man, I think if gets... we sent a lot of the Florida drivers out there, we'd probably never see them again.
5: Well, the police would pull them over immediately. Thank you, uh, uh, Neil.
4: Okay, have a great new year, pal. Like I said, we'd never see them again. We haven't oh, You think about it. We have an open line at Day 1 in Broward, 567-0560, pound 560 on our mobile one line. Are we getting any Peter Whale stories here today? No. Does anybody out there know who he is? No. This is, I've been through this so many times. the same. It's just a little, uh, you know, a few thousand people who pretend that they know what they're talking about, and they, and they but they don't have the courage of their convictions. They won't call this show. They'll, they'll probably call up Hank one day when he comes back from the New Year's. Talk with him about hockey. Or they'll call up that Frog Denise Potban who doesn't have the balls to tell the truth about Peter Warrell? who couldn't skate his way out of a goddamn uh, Kmart. 26 past noon at 560 WQM. I've been into one thing about this year. You know, every, every year when the year is over, we look back in the highlights and lowlights. One thing for 1998, I did a great service for you. I introduced you. I turned you on to the wonders of Ben & Jerry's Fish Food. Oh, That's right. Now, maybe you put on some weight. Too bad. You'll have to do some dieting. You know, New Year's, we do a little bit of dieting, or we talk a lot about it. We try. But Ben & Jerry's fish food is better than sex. That's right, better than bad sex. And sometimes better even than good sex. It's it's just incredible. It really is. It's chocolate ice cream loaded with gooey caramel and marshmallow right down the center and loaded with little chocolate pieces shaped just like fish, little hard chocolate pieces. And you put this in a microwave for about, take a pint, you put it in there for about 32 seconds, 37 seconds, and you melt it to just the right consistency, and I'm gonna tell you something. You put that in your puss, and you want you'll want to eat the container. That's how good it is. Ben and Jerry's isn't just. And like I said, maybe 90% of the people out there they like Peter Worrell, they like vanilla ice cream, they like butter pecan. That's fine for them. If you got some good taste like me, pick up Ben and Jerry's. Great flavors like Cherry Garcia. Chocolate Cherry Garcia, New York Super Fudge Chunk, loaded with all kinds of good stuff in there, Chubby Hubby, Chunky Monkey, Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough, Heath Bar Crunch, Dastardly Mash, and all kinds of yogurt flavors that taste just like ice cream. That's how great they are. Ben & Jerry's is more than just ice cream. It's an addiction. You try one time, you'll be just shoveling down, pint after pint after pint. They'll have to take you out of the house with a crane like that woman in Pompano. Pick up uh, 20 or 30 pints today at your favorite uh, supermarket, convenience store, your favorite mobile station, or visit the two Jerry Scoop Shops there in Miami and Aventura Mall between Bloomingdale's and the AMC Theatres and Miami Beach at 760 Ocean Drive. Make a resolution for the new year. A pint a day keeps uh, something away.
0: This is 560 QAM.
1: Just get on board And
6: the good roll If you want to be a winner It's the place
0: to go For non-stop action Everybody knows It's the Come on board Sun Cruise Casino Odds are You'll feel like a winner Now there's exciting Nightly
4: events A free boarding cocktail And all the high-rolling Las Vegas-style action You can handle
1: There's more excitement And more big winners Than ever before On Sun Cruise Casino When you
2: Live, casino,
4: Sailing
1: day and night from ports all over Florida. For
4: reservations, call one 800 474
1: dice You know it's Toyota-Thon's 20th anniversary. And right now, your South Florida Toyota dealers are celebrating 20 years of incredible sales with the biggest sales event in history. we got to save you are Rush in this weekend, see like never before on brand new 99 Camry. Loaded with all the options you want. Now just 2 29 a month. Yeah, yeah, just 2 29 a month for America's best-selling car, the 1999 Camry. Or buy with zero down payment. Plus, get Toyota-Thon savings on Forerunner's brand. Ford, Avalon, Vienna Vans, even the all-new Celera Coupe! You know it's our anniversary! 20 years of Toyotasite! 20 years of savings! Brand new 1999 Camry! Equip! Just two twenty-nine you know, a month! Gotta save your money. <laughs> to save money! Because in South Florida! Hey, kids! Are you tired of that neighborhood bully? He stole my lunch money! Ah, shut up, kid! And tell your mom to hold the mail next time. Next time, fight back.
2: But he's bigger than me.
1: No, no, no. Just tell mom next time she hits the candy aisle at the grocery store, pick up a pack of new Shit Cat candy bars. Shit Cat? Yes. It's a new candy bar made entirely from recycled cow dung. Guaranteed to turn your stomach. So next time... All right, kid. Give me a lunch. No, no. Please don't take it. Just shut up and hand it over.
8: Okay, here you go. But whatever you do, please don't eat my candy bar.
9: Hey, cool.
8: Ah, this tastes like shit.
9: So, you want my lunch tomorrow too?
1: We got a hunch, you got a blow lunch. When you take goodbye to that cat
4: cat bar. Oh! Okay, 1231 at 560 WQM. Somebody faxes me from the American Heritage College Dictionary. The definition, then it's interesting. You look under German, and it's got, uh, where the hell is it? Well, you know what it's got. Somebody from uh, German ancestry, or et cetera, or German uh, origin. Or you look under Polish, or uh, uh... it's same thing. But you look under African, and then underneath the definition for African is African American. Of or relating to Americans of African ancestry, Afro-American, an American of African ancestry, an Afro-American, et cetera, and Afro-American, so etc. So it goes to show you this is propaganda invented and perpetuated by the black, by the white establishment, and by uh, Alex Haley, who had a very uh... anglicized name, by the way. I interviewed Alex Haley on KAT, and guess what? He's dead now. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
5: How are you doing? Great. And, uh, I'm not a long-time uh, hockey fan, but uh, I am a season ticket holder. Yes. And Warrell is an epitome of a hockey player. He can't play. He can't even fight.
4: He's an epitome of a hockey player?
5: That's uh, terrible.
4: He's the epitome of a hockey player. Okay, thank you, sir. Okay, give give him this stuff from the dictionary, okay? Well, no, we got we got have the American Heritage College Dictionary right here, and he says he's the epitome of a hockey player. Okay, <laughs> we have an open line at Broward five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the that's epitome to you, sir. Where are we going? Here's uh, Sunrise. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah,
7: first time, long time. Can't hear you. Yeah, but I was in college in the mid '70s in Boston, I knew a hockey center who labeled himself as an Afro Canadian. And what happened with him was he uh, he wasn't buying into the militant stuff whenever it was Afro-American, so at the uh, hockey games, whenever he'd score, we would whip out a big banner that would say Afro-Canadian, and he'd laugh like hell when he could keep a straight face. Where was this? Northeastern University. His name was Wayne Turner.
4: Huh.
7: He was a black center, very talented, from some outpost in Saskatoon. And as a matter of fact, he won.
4: I knew his sister Head.
7: <laughs> he scored the winning goal in the beanpot in overtime in his senior year, but uh, yeah. he wasn't buying into it, and... His label was Afro-Canadian. Oh,
4: the Beanpot Tournament, boy, that's a great thing.
7: Yeah, it's a great tournament, yeah. I miss. Can you imagine them
4: having a Beanpot Tournament down here?
7: No. no Forget I get it. I, I think we're how's all...
4: That, how's that U of M hockey team coming, by the way?
7: No. Well, see, the good thing is uh, we'll never beat the Gators in football, but uh, let us take on their hockey team any time. There you go. But then, uh, as far as Peter Ruel, uh Mike Tyson on skates. Can't skate, can't fight really either.
4: But maybe he sure can bite it. Okay, thanks a lot, Bell. I think he's got a good point. He bites. We have an open line at Broward five six seven zero five. So isn't this interesting? All the people who agree with me, who know something about the game, because this guy obviously knows—he's talking about the Beanpot tournament and Wayne Turner—and he, you know, he knows something. So I think the fact that eighty or ninety percent of the people in that joint are getting excited at the wrong time and emotional and hysterical over the wrong people—that proves what I've said. Eighty or ninety percent of the people who go to those games don't know the rash from their elbow. Right? Yes. Here's Miami. Hello. You have a filthy mouth. Thank you. Okay, we have an open line of date. 5670560. Oh, waited all that time for that? Thank you, sir. 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the mobile one line. I'll wash it out with chlorox in my mouth, too. Here's a mobile in Oakland Park. Hello.
7: Hey, Neil, how are you? Great. Hey, I think Peter Worrell can't skate worth a damn. They ought to get rid of the bomb. Yeah, Okay,
4: thank you. Okay, I'm not interested in anybody else who agrees with me, and it's boring. 56705, oh, let's keep the lines open for all those... Thousands of people who are trying to call in here today to voice an alternative opinion, who've got the guts to disagree with me, because they know what a great player is all about, because they really understand the sport. Okay? They'd be understanding it. You know, just just calm down, quit doing the goddamn dirty bird for just long enough to make a call. I'll sit here and listen very respectfully for about you know four or five seconds. This is a call from Frisco. Hello? Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How are you doing?
5: I'm calling from the Silicon Valley.
4: And, I, just Silicon want, Valley, yes.
5: and uh, I got all the tapes, seven tapes yesterday, and a t-shirt in the mail, what I got from the Internet. Great. I want to thank you for it. Are there any additional uh, CDs or cassettes available? No. No? No. Okay. But anyhow, I want to thank you for all the entertainment yeah. you provide us. Um, we work. Uh, we have like 3,500 people here, and they all uh-huh. listen to you, well, the last two hours over the Internet. Uh-huh. And uh, we appreciate it. Okay. Okay.
4: Thank you. Happy New Year. And back
1: to you. Bye-bye. Thanks.
4: Okay. We have uh, two open lines today, 5670560 and Pound 560 on the mobile line. We're still waiting for that one call. They should keep you on the edge of your seat right up till 2 o'clock. They're laying odds on it. Ed Kaplan is taking bets on it right now. Is he going to get that one definitive call? Is it going to come in between now and 2? No. Come on. Miami Lakes, hello. How
5: are you doing there? Okay, sir. Yeah. You know, well, my grandparents got off the boat from Italy... Uh, they, you
7: know, they had children, and the children, the, f- the thing that they wanted to do was assimilate as soon as possible all the grandchildren. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Perfect music. Thank you very much. See? They wanted to do the right thing. They wanted to become part of,
5: you know, America. They didn't want to be, they didn't even name their kids Giovanni and Americo and... Emmanuel and all this
4: disp- crap. Yeah.
5: Yes. <laughs> yeah, very good. They want to be regular American. Right. So tell all these people. Like the, this is This isn't
7: a black one. This is a call for like all the, uh, our Hispanic brethren that come off the boat and they're naming their kids Idalis like and... Crap, you know, psychotic names like that. And, and by the way, is it, regular... it is
4: permissible in America to have as few as two names. I know that comes as a great surprise to many of our Hispanic people out there, especially like from Colombia. but it is it is permissible to have like uh, three or even just two names.
5: Like the spit you got, short. He's like a regular nice guy. Right. I met him. Sometimes, yeah.
4: He almost got deported, by the way, yesterday. No, don't
7: know what that happened. Yeah. No, he was a pretty, pretty
4: nice guy. He had to tell a few lies, but he's still here. Ah.
7: Huh. But he had to marry like an American?
4: Yeah, well, why not? He said it rubs off.
7: When is he going to go for his citizenship prep?
4: No, he's not doing that. He, wa- he wants to uh, hang. He's, ca- he's keeping close ties just in case. In case they ever open the casinos again, Rona. Right?
2: Yeah. Well, okay, well, pal. Have a nice
4: day, have there, Ciao. Etc. Buon pomeriggio. Buon assam.
2: Buon
4: Come on, Buon and Invite him over for a cup of coffee. You think he's going to show up? No. Quit rubbing that stupid little cat, Marlon. People are starting to talk. Okay, we have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. See, the fact that I have to go through this incredible, this arduous uh, task, even though we know that the end result will be a big flat zero, it it proves it, it proves my point, which is outstanding. Nice going.
5: Neil, good. Thank
4: you. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello.
5: Hey, Neil, how's it going?
4: Great.
7: Yeah, Neil, you know, it's... I've been, uh, never been a season ticket holder of the Panthers. Couldn't afford to get tickets, but I went to the first game ever, and I've been going even to the
5: new arena all the way from Miami Beach, which mm-hmm. is a long trip. And all these people that go to the games, they, they just go so they can say, oh, I went to a Panther game. They don't know a damn thing about hockey. Yeah. And, like, that guy that calls you, first of all, Peter Worrell is not even the best black player on the Panthers. Kevin Weeks plays for the Panthers. Kevin Weeks
4: doesn't play for the Panthers anymore. Though. He doesn't? No. What
3: happened? Okay. We have an open
4: line at Dade 1 in Broward. 5 6 pounds pound five sixty on a mobile one line. It's 21-1 till 1 at QAM. So my good buddy Charles Alfieri at the hockey game. Now, there's a real hockey fan. He's there every game. He's in my section down below there. He's a great hockey fan. He loves the Panthers. He knows what I'm talking about. Right, Charlie? Uh-huh. You bet. And he also knows all about here. Because for over 25 years, Charles Alfieri has been supplying rich guys and poor guys and people in between with the best hair system in the business, his natural hairline system. And right now he's made it even better looking than ever before. He's created a lighter, more durable, completely natural looking system. Even when your hair is wet, it looks so great. Nobody can tell you wearing the Charles Alfieri natural hairline system. Now, if you want to go have holes drilled in your head, start bleeding all over with those plugs and all, or the mousey looking wigs, you can go ahead and do that. But if you want to look years younger, and if you want to look like a real man, here's the way to do it. Call Charles Alfieri. mention you heard about him on the Neil Rogers show, and Charles will give you a $200 discount on the purchase of that new hair system. In no time at all, you'll be looking like a real human being. And by the way, this offers for new clients only, only one system per person unless you've got multiple head. So what are you waiting for? Call the Charles Alfieri Studios right now, 1-800-321-2413. Tell them you want some hair back. That Wayne look, guess what? It's out for the 90s. That number again, 1-800-321-2413.
0: This is 560 QAM. Are you
1: fudge-packing? My friends. I believe it's time this country had some poor Christian leadership. For that, I need your checks and money orders. Friends, I can assure you I know what's best for you. Good little Christians trying to run our lives With red balls in their mouth on Friday night Good little Christians spewing their hate around And power-grabbing for a new nerd, right? Good little Christians Brainwashing all their kids Grow up believing fairy tales are true Why
2: do you have to pay? To leave
0: the
1: world They always told you to Get business leads checked you good. their marketing too Neil hey, oh <laughs> Good little Christians, forgiven instantly. That's why they never have to tell the truth. Oh. Good little Christians, married to Stafford wives. They like to swap and swing in cheap hotels. Good little Christians, protecting us from ourselves, from rings of fire in the depths of hell. I love your friends for all the way. Think about it, and then down the liberals as a victory.
4: Okay, take my hand and uh, stick it. Sixteen before one at five sixty WQM. So let me get the schedule straight now. Kimbo Camper is here at two. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Then Kimbo will be joined by Defoe at six. Is that right? Yes. And then like, let's see. We're going to they're going to be on until late? No. Oh, that's right. Seven thirty. We got the uh, Micron PC Weed Whacker. Pool and stick it in your nose and uh, where the moon don't shine. bowl. The Hurricanes and uh, some North Carolina. Who is it? Who are they playing? NC State. 7:30. There'll be a gigantic crowd, won't uh, there, in the uh, PP park no. for that? Okay, we have an open line at Broward. 5670560. oh five sixty, 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in North Lauderdale. Hello.
3: Hey Neil, I'm sitting uh, here at the inspection station. waiting to get the, that rod stuck in the me, under I mean my car. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, how about we get rid of Jova
4: now? Only See, ten yeah. bucks, and they stick it in your oh, It's not bad, yeah.
1: How about we get rid of Jovanowski, is it
4: interesting, by the way, that Jovanowski has been, in fact, in the first period last night, he made a grotesque turnover. Luckily, they shot it wide, almost gave up an early goal. He's like
1: like
3: invisible out
2: there. He played
4: horrendous against Tampa, and our coach, Terry Murray, don't confuse him with the truth, says the guys that don't play good, they're going to get benched. In the meantime, he keeps sitting out Gordon Murphy, who never stole a freight train, but Eddie gets a scholarship. He always gets a free pass. I still say Eddie Jovanowski has got naked pictures of the Murray brothers doing it with a goat. I'm telling you right now.
3: I agree. And also, I've noticed since he's gotten
4: married and had a kid, he yeah. doesn't hit anybody anymore. Well, he doesn't want to ruin his uh, looks. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Are these the people addressing the thing that I'm trying to talk about here today? No. No. Anybody impressed by that phenomenal, one of the goals of the year by Ray Whitney last night? No. Now they don't like him. They figure if the coach don't like him, they don't like him. Which I'm very proud of myself, by the way, after they announced,
2: eh,
4: after they announced the goal by Ray Whitney, and the crowd finally had subsided from their enormous emotion, which there really wasn't that much like there should have been, so it was kind of quiet. And I yelled out, since we sit directly behind Terry Murray up there, a few rows, and I yelled out, hey Terry,
1: how do you like him now, you jackass?
4: And the four or five fans in our section who know the game, they were chuckling and, the... Muttering and uh, agreeing under their breath. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Yes, sir. You
1: know what I got? A Christmas. Yeah. Fifty-five gallons of lotion.
4: Okay, Eddie. Thank you. We have a well. uh, Eddie's the only guy in the NHL that puts his IQ on his uniform. We have an open line in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. And as far as that lotion is concerned, sir. (laughs) Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Bill. Yes, sir.
3: Hey, um, I wanted to help you with your toilet seat. Yeah. Tell you about that. But also, uh, I wanted to tell you about the guy over here. i hear
4: they know a lot about that in Fort Myers. They're yeah.
2: experts on
3: well, it. Well, we have Ruth fans over here with hockey. You know, I appreciated what you were talking about. One of them got hit in the head with a hockey stick by a player the other night. Good. So he took care of him. that sound? On your toilet seat. I'm going to help you with it. Okay. You have an elongated toilet bowl.
4: I have a long one, yeah.
3: Yeah, so you you need an elongated toilet seat. Yeah. That gives you enough room there. Well, how do you know? Well, you can tell by the oval shape or the round shape. Oh, and see, the one, you're you're right, good point.
4: One. The one I bought was round. You're right. And you, you, cannot, you can't stick a round seat on an oval turlet.
3: And go to a, go to
2: a so good So if you've got spot. an
4: oval, Rectum. you can sit your ass on an oval turlet. And if you've got a round, Rectum. you can sit on a round turlet. Good point.
3: Well, just go to a good supply house and you get a decent
4: one. I'm going right over to uh, Builder Square, one of those joints.
3: They'll have it. They
4: got, they got uh, toilet seats up there. in that place.
3: And tell them you want, a, you want an elongated seat.
4: I tell them I want a long one. Okay, pal. All ha- right. Happy New Year over there in Fort Myers. All right.
3: Thanks, Neil. See
4: ya. All our friends in Fort Myers, all 30 or 40, uh, keep going, baby. Oh! And, uh, keep the radio hidden under your bed. Keep it down. Not too loud. We have an open line, in there. they'll come and get you. Open line and date, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. I mean, like I said yesterday, that's that's why I was getting a little bit antsy about it. It's a new experience in my life. I've never uh, had to go out there and buy a toilet seat before. And you know what else? Because every now and then you'll sit on a toilet seat, and it'll start, like, moving around a little bit as you're, like, you're moving. You know, you're trying to, like, you know, get that little hanger off of there to drop. And the seat will start, like, moving around. The seat is supposed to be stationary, baby. It should not move when your ass moves. And I never realized that under those little brackets that hold the seat onto the uh, bowl, there are those little uh, plastic screws. And so I immediately yesterday, now that I'm a great mechanic, after I uh, had my misadventure with my own, I went to the other toilet. And after I, well, no, actually before I did, because, you know, the worst thing in the world to do is, like, bend over a toilet after you just, uh, even if you're flushed real good, so you don't, want, you don't want to be screwing around with it after the deed. But before I sat down, I got my trusty screwdriver, and I tightened that baby up. And no more slipping and sliding on the bowl, man. If you're on that bull, you want a firm grip. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello.
3: Yeah, you're funny, man. Yes, sir. Hey, man. listen, I remember when you were doing the Atkins diet. You what? The Atkins diet? Yeah. Because just, they just found that I'm diabetic. And um, I remember you said that you had cut off your insulin.
4: Right. No, I never. I never did insulin. So I said that. If, I said that if you, for most people who are type two diabetics, that the Atkins will get your blood sugar down like a miracle. Do you still have high blood sugar? Right. Uh,
3: did you ever get a sweet taste in your mouth, like uh, in your saliva?
4: Like, I've had a sweet taste in my mouth. Yeah. You know? No, no,
3: I'm serious. Many times. I mean, from your diabetes. From your diabetes, though. No. You never got
4: that. Well, how, how high is your blood sugar?
3: Oh, I haven't checked it today, but...
4: Uh, no, but I mean, when, when how long have you been diagnosed as diabetic? Oh, like two
3: weeks ago. Cause I went to well, the doctor,
4: but how high was your blood sugar? Like
3: 220.
4: Well, that's not real bad. because oh,
3: I went to the doctor and I told him uh, I have this sweet taste in my mouth. It tastes like... Because uh, I know that when you get high blood sugar, you get a what they call a fruit, uh, fruit, uh sweet smell. That's uh, ketones in your body. And um, I told him about that. He said, well, let's check your blood sugar. And it was high at the time. Yeah. So, peace. Uh, and
2: he's, what do you want? You want not Oral?
3: What's that? Yeah, yeah, I'm on the oil. He put me on the pill now to see if he put me on a diet. Sometimes he says that. Oh, he,
4: he puts you on a diet. Yeah, let me tell you, your doctor probably doesn't know a squat about diabetes. He'll, he'll pretend he does.
3: Well, he told me that the sweet taste in my mouth could have been forget
4: t- about the sweet taste. What is your blood sugar today? What was it this morning?
3: I haven't checked it
4: yet. Well, why not?
3: I don't know.
4: How can you be diabetic and you're not checking? Do you have one of the little uh, things?
3: Yeah. a one touch. You have
4: a one touch thing, okay? Me yeah. too. Okay, yes. so so uh, check it out. What is it? What was it yesterday?
3: Yesterday was alright. It was one ten. Without it, I didn't take the pill yesterday. It was one ten.
4: You didn't take the pill, and it was one ten, which is normal, by the way. You do understand that?
3: Yeah, it goes one forty is borderline. One twenty is. Yeah, sir, sir, there
4: is no such thing. It's like borderline pregnant. There is no such thing in the world as borderline diabetic. Either you are or you're not.
3: You know what I'm saying. It's a cutoff point
4: for doctors. I, I understand, but I'm just telling you again, because doctors like to use that term, oh, you might be a little, before I was diagnosed as diabetic, I went to one jackass doctor in the Gables, and his comment to me was, oh, you might be a little borderline diabetic. Uh, there's no such thing. You
3: either are or you're not. Right. That's true. It well,
4: I'll keep monitoring, and if you're you having a problem, read the Atkins book. Believe me, it works like a miracle.
3: I was wondering about the taste in my mouth. I never noticed Okay,
4: well, before. listen, stop doing whatever you're doing. Okay, that's why he's got that taste in his mouth. Jesus, God. Yeah, I've had a sweet taste in my mouth. Squirt, squirt. We have two open lines in uh, Dane 1 and Broward. Look at this. Look at this crowd here. And it's almost 1 o'clock, and we still haven't had what I'm looking for here today. Just one honest Panther fan. One. Just one. Can we find it? No. Him, her, it. No. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. We've got a guy that thinks Kevin Weeks is still on our team, which I thought was <laughs> pretty interesting. Here's Coral Springs. Hello.
3: Dale.
4: Yes, sir. Can't hear you.
3: Section four oh nine.
4: Yes.
0: Ray Whitney, what a great play last night. Yeah. He low. Mm-hmm. They don't know a good hockey game when they. Okay, thank
4: you. There's another guy just agreeing with me. That's great. Okay, I don't want to be rude to you, sir, but it's boring. I know that. You don't have to tell me about Ray Whitney and that goal last night. It was great. But uh, we're in a minority. Okay, ninety nine percent of the people in there can't be wrong. I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm going on strike. I can't. I can't do this. I will not do this. I'm just going to go on strike. I'm going to sit back in my goddamn chair and and twiddle my thumbs and chew these Hall's mentholyptus, okay? Which by the way, oh, you and you weren't here yesterday, I had my thing about sorbitol. Did you know that sorbitol is a substance that occurs within the body? No. And if you're diabetic, it's very bad for you. And so now you know when I take anything, I eat anything with sorbitol in it as a sugar substitute, it makes me just, and just uh, sick as a dog. Now I understand why. Thanks to another fine nutrition book that I'm reading, which I won't burden you with today because I don't have it with me anyway. And you don't want to hear about it because you want to go out and eat fish food, which is fine until you die. 5670560, I'm just going to sit back and wait on you, okay? All you Peter Ware lovers out there, all you people that think you understand what a hockey game is all about. 5670560 oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. All you people who wanna stand up in front of everybody else and ruin our enjoyment of watching the game. All you people who wanna go out there and do the dirty bird and watch yourself up on the screen acting like some kind of a chicken in heat. 5670560 oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I'll get it QAM. Hit it again. Oh sorry, like I said I'll hit it QAM.
3: Hey, how you doing? Okay sir. All right. Uh I
4: just want to talk about the Panthers game last night. I thought we kicked butt. Yeah. And um I don't know, it was a good
7: atmosphere. We, the crowd got a little rowdy for, you know, that lame National Car Rental Center and uh I saw you down there. I just wanted to say go Panthers.
2: Okay.
3: Later.
4: See ya. Okay, there you go. Is that what I was looking for? He's a good guy. Was that what I was no. no, not what I was looking for. Because you're not going to get what you're looking for. Sometimes in this town you'll discover. You go out there and you, you look around. You find what you're looking for. No, no. Believe me, not in this place. If you're looking for dead old people or those on the verge, if you're looking for a, a place, and that, this cracks me up. They want to make. They want everybody to know that the Sunrise Sunrise is the home of the National Carceral Center, not Fort Lauderdale, because they want to put Sunrise on the map. Why don't they just put a big Oy. on the map and that's Sunrise. How about we'll all meet at Sunrise Lakes before the game and share a nice blueberry enema? Sounds good to me. Oy. Okay. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I want to
3: talk to Neil.
0: Speaking. The Panthers.
4: Speaking. Neil? Yes.
3: Oh, hi. Yeah, what you, to, what you want to know about the Panthers?
4: What do I want to know? I want to know why the crowd is fascinated with Peter Worrell.
3: Uh, because all he does is fight. Yeah. That's all. They, that's the only reason why he's a big goon.
4: Yeah. Were you, uh, were you at the game last night sir yes i was and did you see the reaction when he got in a fight and a standing ovation and they're going peter peter even though that the three or four shifts he was out in the game he kept falling down and did nothing to contribute to the otherwise outstanding victory you're absolutely correct so what is that all about because the people there have you noticed what happened where they bring all the kids uh, there, it's a social event. It's yeah, not a hockey you're, you're game. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, you know something? I'm, I'm asking a rhetorical question. I'm getting myself all worked up about it, and I already know the answer. They don't exactly. sort of go there to watch the goddamn game. They're there to schmooze and hang out. And if somebody gets into a big brawl, that's the only thing they can react to, because anybody can understand a brawl. You're absolutely correct. Okay. God bless you, sir. All right. Thank you. There you go. <sighs> thank God for him. Well, what are you smirking about? That he he summed it up best. I already know the answer. When people don't understand what they're watching, they can understand. I mean, even a little kid can understand a brawl. Hey, look at that. He beat the crap out of him, Daddy. Okay, great. All right. That's our hero. That's a big black guy named Peter who couldn't skate his way out of a goddamn uh, parking lot. But he's our hero. He's the enforcer, baby. He's the Don Corleone of the uh, Panther team. Anybody buying that? No. We have an open line at date 5670560 and <laughs> pound 560 on the mobile one line. Oh, God, what a place. This town. This town. I'm, I'm serious. If they could just get that enormous enema tube from the sky and stick it like right at the Golden Glades interchange, would be a perfect spot. Oh, my God. That's what we need is a gigantic enema from heaven. All this scare we're hearing about the year 2000, I pray that a year from now, we look up there, just like at the Panther game. You see that panther or the ass of that panther that, say that they lower down onto the ice very slowly in that five-minute opening uh, ceremony that seems to take 100 hours? Maybe a year from now, December 29, 1999, we'll look up in the sky, and we'll see like there, it looks like a gigantic elephant trunk hanging down from the sky, from the heavens. It'll be God's enema tube, and it'll be aiming straight toward the Golden Glades interchange. Oh, yeah! giving this town exactly what it needs, a cleansing experience. 1257 at
0: 560 WQM. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.
1: Oh, boy, it's the one-to-two hour.
6: This is Debbie. Hi, Debbie. I'm interested in getting some operations done.
2: Okay. And
6: some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you get some tummy tuck and uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, facelift, all of these things. Mhm. I was wondering. Well, you like to start with. Well, I I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my uh, my thing.
8: Okay, we don't do that.
6: No. Could you do breast implants though? Uh,
8: it can be done, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they would do it
6: the right puts way. It the lotion in the basket.
8: Mhm. How much? Uh, 5,000.
6: Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: Laser surgery.
8: hmm
6: Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman?
8: Well, we'll have to see you first, and then upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you.
6: Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes.
8: Okay, um, there is a $100 consultation fee.
6: That's fine. Okay. Yes.
8: Okay, um...
6: My name is Buffalo Bill. Okay, let me get a little Mommy. information from you, okay? Mommy. Just one moment. You, it right? puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket.
8: Do you want to come in for a consultation? For it the puts
6: l- the lotion in the basket.
8: Okay. Would you, would you like to make an appointment, or do you want to call me back? Or? It puts the
6: lotion in the basket. I understand. I've got my skin suit, nipple
8: necklace.
6: Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket.
8: I understand that. Would you like? To it an-
6: puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, I will talk to you another time. Okay. It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello.
4: Is he done? Yes. Okay. Thank you. One oh three at five sixty WQM. We have an open line of date. If you move quickly, five six seven Pound pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. And we discovered today, we didn't discover too much, but we did discover that most white people uh, respect big, big black guys because they're terrified of them. Here's Hialeah. Hello.
2: Neil. Yes, sir.
4: Julio from Hialeah. See? Hey, me complain about that Italian guy who called a little while ago. What is it?
5: Well, c- Italian guy that called a little while ago? Yeah. Complaining about our putting uh, our kids' uh, Latin names? Yeah. My complaint is... Uh, what is
4: your complaint, sir?
5: Well, how about these African Americans putting all these... Tarzan and Jane movie names to their kids, you know, Tawanda and Cheetah. But you know something, I,
4: I would prefer Tarzan and Jane when you come right down to it. Well,
5: exactly. Wouldn't that,
4: wouldn't that be an improvement over a Nikwana and... Uh, and,
5: and, and, uh, and uh and
4: Cheetah and Cheetah. And or a Cheetah, yeah.
5: <laughs> Another thing, too. You know what uh, i say
4: at the track, there's nothing worse than a Cheetah, man.
5: <laughs> Another thing, too. Uh, how about that name for the guys who used to run the... the the Porta Man. That's
4: what Hervé uh, always said. What is it?
5: What was his name? Carmen Lunetta?
4: Carmen uh, Miranda, yeah.
5: Carmen Miranda? You you imagine,
4: Carmen Basilio, I think. you
5: imagine being a a, a, a male a child being named Carmen? No. Oh, my God.
4: Now, Nelson was bad enough, but Carmen, oh, God. Well, it was <laughs> bad for me. Yes. <laughs> hey, now, send okay, this
5: request.
4: Yes, sir.
6: Um, What's that, the priest from The Exorcist? Yeah. Uh, What was uh, the Power of Christ composed you.
4: That the power of
6: Christ compels
4: you. Oh, you mean, <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Thank you. How about one more? The power of Christ compels you. Thank you. Okay, Oscar, Oster, Oscar Mel- Camilo, Mel- O'H get out of here. Oscar see Mel- this. We have an open line in the day. Five, six, seven, oh, five, 60. One more. Come on. Come on. One more. That the power of Christ compels you. Thank you. And pound five sixty for all you mobile people on the AT and T wireless line. So we got Kimba is in for Hank today. Kimba and uh, Defo, and we got that ball game. We got all kinds of direct. Okay, because it's the holidays and a lot of people want off. And who can blame them? Are we going to be here Friday, by the way? No. New Year's Day. We're not going. to We got, we got ball games up here Reckon. on uh, Friday. All kinds of ball games this weekend. And by the way, who is it? it was Oh Joe Rose yesterday morning muttering out loud, "How come the program director's on vacation this week? We got all these ball games coming on." Because that's it was uh, intentional. We're hoping we can get them on right. Okay. So as long as he's not here, we might have a Chinaman's chance, so to speak. So how about, like, some Chinese-Americans, some Chinese-Canadians? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hello. Yes, sir.
3: Yeah, how are you doing, Neil? Great. First time, long time.
4: All right.
3: Listen, I, I'm i here to give you some advice about your toilet seat. Mm-hmm. Go to Home Depot. Yeah. And get the one with the chrome hinges on it. The so chrome pin- hinges? Yeah, so you don't pinch your butt.
4: You don't pinch your butt?
3: Yeah, you know how you say it, it wiggles around from side to side? Yeah. Well, if you get the one with the chrome hinges
4: on it, you won't have a problem with that. Okay. It's a lot sturdier. Now, now, how about if somebody else pinches your butt?
3: Well, then you got a problem there.
4: And then, well, it all depends, I guess, who it is, yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. All right, that's, that's all I got.
4: Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to check out my uh, chrome hinges today. We have, hey, listen, I told you, I can I can take even getting a new toilet seat and making it with an uh, art of uh, something here on this show. How do you like that? You like it? Do you? No. I did not think so. All right, so maybe it's not a big deal to you, but the uh, next time your crapper uh, loses its wrapper, you're going to be really pissed off. Isn't that what happened when they shot that, what's-his-name, the uh, crapper that lost its wrapper? How's he doing, by the way? Oh, he's drinking a six-pack now. Where are we going? Here's a mobile in uh, West Palm Beach. Hello.
3: Neil, yes, sir. I want to talk to you about the Panthers. I completely agree with you about Peter Worrell. See, everybody really.
4: agrees with me. All the people that call in here agree with me, and the other people, those pussies out there who were acting last night like they had Saint Biter's dance, they don't have any balls at all. They're a bunch of cowards.
3: Well, Neil, here's what I want to They're know. They're a bunch they, of jellyfish. They, they continue to play like Peter, like Peter Worrell, they continue to play Jovanovski. Yet they've benched Ward Murphy for the last two games.
4: And they've gone need a team
3: in, in plus minus at this point. Right. What is Murray thinking? Why is he playing these? Ah, they're, they're you they're said terrible.
4: Murray, Murray thinking. Now you're getting into dangerous territory. He's not. I
3: used to watch him when he was up in Philadelphia, and he did the same bonehead moves he does down here now.
4: See, he likes to play games. Even though the team is doing very well right now, you've got to understand we're playing some really, uh, I mean, the Islanders last night were horrendous. But it's, it's nice that we're winning. But you've got to uh, keep it in perspective. We're not playing very good teams right at the moment. But, but this guy, what he's showing me, the way he likes playing head games with these guys, and he's trying to psychoanalyze, it doesn't work. It but doesn't he work.
3: He's he only benching the veterans that are actually performing fairly well. Like
4: that game earlier in the year, he benches Spela and Whitney, of all people. And before, you know, the season really got rolling, he's telling people he doesn't like Ray Whitney as a player. He's too small. In the meantime, all he is is leading the team in goals, in assists, in points, and you name it. And uh, he's unbelievable.
2: And in the meantime, made a great
4: pass. I uh, made a great play on the first goal last night for Karkner. Made a super play and a perfect pass. I mean, this kid is unbelievable. And we got a coach. Well, uh, he's too small, you know.
3: And yet Chovanovsky gives it away in the uh offensive zone every naked, single game. Sir, and yet two, two, words, anything about two
4: that. words, naked pictures. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> naked pictures.
7: <laughs> okay, thanks, Neil.
4: Okay, have a great day. That's right. The murray's we even know the name of the goat, by the way, was Billy. The Murrays and a Billy goat. And Eddie's got a he's got a closet full of those pictures. You he ain't going nowhere, Eddie. He's going to be an all-star in this, in this organization someday. You watch. He's going to be an all-star. Anybody believe it? No. No. All-star giveaway artist. In fact, the rumor is that he Eddie was playing Santa Claus at the malls this Christmas because he's had so much practice giving stuff away. Nine minutes after one at 560 WQAM. WQAM, f- yourself. Hey,
0: guess
6: what's wrong was playing
4: on the old organ last night at the Mass they were playing it, and the organ, too.
6: You out on the scene, makes the girls dream,
0: that oh. It's, it's, in word, word. it's, it's and it's fine. Oh, right.
1: it's it's from girls. broken spells. never touch behind. Oh, my God. It's 16,
6: it's, it's beautiful. You
8: call that a
5: penis?
6: Ooh, it goes crazy when it dead.
1: When it's bigger, it's better yet. It filled my hands. It touched my chest. Ooh, when it blue, it
6: ruined my vest. It came out of my jeans and into my life. Oh, how it makes me feel fine. It's 16, so
4: beautiful, and it's mine. I'll tell you one thing, this teen State thing taught America in 1998. All the American men learned better aim is mighty important, man. 114, boy, it's moving along. 114 at 560 QAM. We got all three date lines open here. All the Peter Well fans are there in Dade County today. 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
8: Hello, Neil. Yes, man. Hey, listen. Uh, I saw somebody in the drive-through called Kumba. It was a, a little black boy, and I wanted to call you because I thought you'd appreciate that name. Kumba. Kumba. Oh, Kumba. I told, yeah, Kumba, I saw. Yeah. I rode that ride in uh, Bush Gardens. Yeah. And listen, I. wonder I know if... a
4: Jamaican guy across the street sells weed out here on the street corner. His name is Kumba. Yeah. Man. Kumba. yeah. <laughs>
8: hey, I was wondering if you still have your pot-belly pig. Yes, I do. You do? No. Yeah. No, you don't.
4: Pot-bellied pig. Yeah, um, I mean the one Al Goldstein had. I never had one. Al Goldstein's got it.
8: Oh, I thought you had one because I know you. I used to know your neighbors real well that uh, lived to the north of you, Tom Carter.
4: I have no idea. Oh. I had a pot-bellied pig. I never had a pig.
8: I thought it was very so one at your house. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Well, see, can I call somebody a uh, d-bag? No.
4: Oh, my God. We have an open line in Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Was that cute or what? Was that uh, No. No, not really. That was pathetic. Here's a mobile in Aventura. Hello.
5: Hey, Neil, how's it going? Okay, sir. Hey, I want to tell you something. Every time I hear that bit with the lotion in the basket and the cosmetic surgery, no matter how many times I hear
7: it, I still laugh my ass off it every puts time. the
6: lotion in the <laughs> basket. Yeah, it really does. Let, let me ask yes. you
7: opinion on something. Is hockey the only sport where you can really... Get
5: into the game if you're there. You know, like, as far as, like, baseball on TV, it's kind of boring. Football, it's all right. Yeah. But is hockey, would you say, the only sport where you really get more out of it by going to the game?
4: I, I think that's true with any game. I, why would you say that? Although football, I don't know, football is perfect for television. I'm, yeah. I mean, I gave up after about five years of it. I gave up going to the Dolphin games because, you know, it, it just it, it just suited for television better. In you know, fact, a, I'll be honest with you. When you go to a when you go to a professional football game, depending on where you're sitting, you know, it almost looks like a high school sporting event. You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't, yeah, oh yeah. It, it doesn't have the same excitement or the same drama in person as it does when you're watching on TV. Football, in fact, uh, the television may be NFL what it is today.
5: Yeah, I went to uh, the Bronco game and I was actually on the field. And actually, after that, I smoked a cigarette with Larry Little, yeah, number 66 of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and uh, I was pretty impressed with that. But let also let me ask you a question on something. Why is it that only people who go to the game to watch the fights never understand the game?
4: Well, it, it, you, you're answered your own question. It's a rhetorical question because if that's the only reason you go, that means you don't understand the sport.
5: Well, why is hockey the only sport where they can fight, except for boxing, of course? Yeah.
4: They don't have brawls in baseball?
5: Well, but you get ejected. I mean, here you get a couple minute penalty and you yeah. come back in the game.
4: Well, because it's a much more physical game. They're not, uh, you know, they don't go back and hold hands in the uh, huddle like they do in football. You know, yeah, it's more yeah. physical. All right. Thanks, Bill. Okay. Have a great day, pal. It's it's a real man sport, hockey, as opposed to football, which is basically uh, a pansy sport. Everybody knows that. Anybody's ever watched those guys holding hands in the huddle? That's a gay club, you moron. We have an open line in Broward, too, indeed. Five, six, seven. I mean, they wear those real tight pants, you know, and they're grabbing each other around the crotch, and they're rolling around in the mud together. I mean, what, what do you call that? That's
3: a gay club, you
4: moron. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound, five, sixty, on the AT&T wireless line. Quarterback comes up, puts his hand under the, uh, under the center's... Reckon. I mean, what is that? What kind of a thing is that? One guy comes up and sticks his hand under another guy's ass. What do you call that? That's a gay club, you moron. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. As we're coming to a bitter conclusion today, I can smell it. Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I agree with everything you're saying about old Bubba out there on the ice. But uh, what kind of captain do you feel that
5: Scott Mellanby is? Meaning what? I don't think he does nothing for the team.
4: Okay, think... great. Well, I'm real happy to hear that. See, there you go. There's a the guy, another one of the original team, guy that really goes out there, digs and works and gives it his all, and this guy's not a to try like him. See what I'm saying? Okay, one call left on the board. We suddenly hit a brick wall here, baby. We were rolling along yesterday for a Monday. Spectacular. Today pretty damn good, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God. As soon as I mentioned about that gigantic enema, they all drove to the Golden Glades. Where do we sign up? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 139,502 for center one. We're definitely going over 140 grand. We're going to break the record this year. Oh! Thank you, everybody, who helped us out. And thanks to us for doing a spectacular job. And thanks to Sam and Chris and everybody in the, what's his name? What was his name, the other guy, Lou? Yes. Who helped us with the QAM van out there. We raised several thousand doing that every day. Got a phenomenal total, really nice going. And next year, you know what I'm thinking? Well, I'll I'll tell you off the air. No, seriously, we could do a thing with the Phil Henry deal. We could make a deal with Phil where we would, like in the spring, make available a certain number of his CDs for their charity out there if we were able to take like a a similar number and peddle them for a center one in the fall and raise ourselves another, you know, 20 or 30 grand. That sounds good. Here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Have a nice life. Okay. Another coward. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
3: Hi, Neil. I, I bought a uh, 94 Corvette convertible two years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: And last week, I bought it for 27000 Yeah. Last week, I traded the car in. The dealer gave me 26000 on a new 99 convertible. How do you like that? It is incredible. The car, it's amazing.
3: Oh,
4: now, now the 99 is just, uh, I love my 99. I'm just obsessed with this car. This car is so... I got a Nassau bright. Blue. Yeah. And it, It's just, uh, the car
7: does everything. Computer, I,
4: got, I got the pewter.
7: Incredible car. Yeah. Absolutely incredible car. Why, why,
4: you know. why anybody who can afford a Corvette would go out and spend twice as much money for some stupid-ass expensive sports car that makes a lot of noise and that requires all kinds of real expensive repairs? I, I don't get it.
7: Unless, unless and it doesn't in impress value. It. I, I drove the 94 for two years. Yeah. And I got basically what I paid for it. And I, I bought this
3: car. It had 1,000 miles on it. It had been titled once before. Right. Um, and I, you know, I saved about
7: 8000 off of sticker. On Beautiful. It. And when I sell the car in two or three years, I'll, I'll probably get back close to what I paid. And the thing scares the heck out of you when you push that pedal down. It was just incredible. Right. Hey, thanks again.
4: God bless you, sir. Bye-bye. Drive it in good health. We have an open line in Broward, two and Dade. Five, any interest here? This last uh, part of the show. No. Five, six, seven. Oh, five, 60, pound five sixty on the AT&T wireless line. Chase them away today. A little bit too much hockey talk. I keep saying I'm never going to do this again. But after last night's experience, which I I just cannot understand these people, and I especially can't understand the inconsiderate people. And yes, I will keep talking about you on the air until you stop pulling the same crap every time you show up there. Okay over and over and over again you're inconsiderate you're obnoxious is what you are okay I don't give a crap who you are if your conversations are so goddamn important and uh, uh earth shocking then go out in the goddamn lobby and have them. go in the tea room and have them and let the rest of us let the hundred or two hundred of us who are in that joint who are appreciate the game let us see what's going on out there okay I didn't invest my long two-and-a-half or three-minute drive all the way from my house to the arena so I could sit there and watch the back of somebody's head. Here's a mobile in North Miami Beach. Hello.
9: Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is a guy from, uh, I called you a while back uh, in San Luis Obispo, remember? No. Uh, well, Last year it was, and I ordered uh, some CDs from you. Yeah. I'm here in town now and listening to the show, and I wanted to tell you a thing happened um the guy on uh in on America Online. Yeah. Um, I put in one of my uh, screen names that I was selling synthetic chammies, and the guy wrote me back from uh, some place called Florida Natural, and he says uh, that I had no right whatsoever to use the word chammies. C H A M O I S. Yeah. And that word's in the dictionary, and he says he's got a copyright on the on the name. Yeah. So I wrote him naturally. Ask him if
4: he's got a copyright on the name douchebag, see if he knows that one.
9: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him that. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you that I've been enjoying your show since I got here. I'm uh, original I live in California. And um, I ordered your CDs last year, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the... Uh, the okay, and thank you so device. much, and have
4: a great life, and good luck with that personality transplant. We have an open line and uh, two of them, 5670, oh, he sounded like, uh, yeah. Yeah, a little like him. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir.
3: Yeah, Neil, uh, I say, like I say that. I listen to
7: you every day, and I really love your show. Uh, one thing you talked about a while back was these basketball players, I have to agree with you 100%. Uh, I hope they don't pay him one red cent. Uh I think they're overpaid and uh I, I really don't have any sympathy for them. Yeah. And uh and I really appreciate the job that you're doing Neil. And if you get a chance could you play that Buffalo Bill song?
2: No.
4: Oh the but oh, he he's talking about the I thought he was talking about Buffalo Bill or Buffalo Bill. He's talking about Phil Henry. What the hell is that called? The Bill. I know what it's called. They're stalling. Haven't you learned by now what a uh stall artist I am? I'm sitting on the stall. Now. Well, Buffalo
1: has a football team, the greatest in the land. And everybody thinks they're great, because they really are. The Buffalo Bills are the number one. See what I mean? So just sing along. When you say Miami, when you say Buffalo, and there's that, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills. They're the greatest team in the history of the human race. They're the Buffalo Bills. They're the greatest thing. Thin sliced bread and canned beer.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: And you and you jazz up that redneck stuff. There, listen to that banjo.
0: Holy sweet God, listen to that. When you say Buffalo Bills, it don't sound so rednecky, do it? Everybody sing along now. Are you, Bill fans? Here we go. Well, the Buffalo Bills are the
1: best team They have the best record over the last five years And they went to the Super Bowl four times Which is more than I can say for this scum-sucking fish And they're the greatest Because they really like their uniforms They sure as hell beat the heck Out of having a fish on the helmet Because stand the up. Uh, Buffalo Bills The best football team What I ever seen in the history of my life They are the uh, Buffalo Bills The Buffalo Bills Bills the home of Jim Kelly, the greatest quarterback in the league, yeah, everybody, the Buffalo Bills, they're the Buffalo Bills, and they've been around longer than the stinking rotten fish, well, they're the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills, what would you rather have as a pet, a buffalo or a fish? Okay,
4: 126 at 560 WQAM, we have uh, 72 open lines in Dade, 400 in Broward, 567-0560, Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Don't forget that Micron PC Bowl tonight. Anybody going to be watching? No. Going to be listening? No. Going to be there? No. Okay, thank you. Ben, Coach,
3: get away from the ball, motherfucker.
7: Car theft is on the rise. In America, a car is stolen every 12 seconds. What can you do to protect your car? An expensive car alarm system won't protect your car from being stolen. The club won't protect the valuables inside your
0: car. But a big black guy named Ben can. Get away from the car, mother For less than you'd pay for an expensive car alarm system, and even less than you'd pay for the club, you can get a big black guy named Ben to protect your automobile. Get away from the car, mother It's simple to use. Just leave the big black guy named Ben in your car whenever you get out, and he does the rest. Whenever anyone gets within six feet of your car, Ben simply gets out of the car and tells them... Get away from the car, mother Listen to these testimonials from people who use a big black guy named Ben.
8: It's always nice to have someone to ride with, although he really doesn't say much, just...
6: Get away from the car, motherfucker.
8: That's about it. I didn't get a big black guy named Ben to chat with. I got him to protect my car. It's the best investment I've ever made.
4: My neighborhood isn't that great. There have been a lot of car thefts. I can't tell you how many times I've heard... Get away from the car, motherfucker. Knowing that I've got a big black guy named Ben protecting
0: my car lets me sleep better at night. Call now, one 800 one big guy. That's 1-800-1-B-I-G-G-U-I. And instead of hearing this, you'll hear this. Get away from the car, motherfucker.
4: Thank you, 130 at 560 WQM. I'm going to save these uh, two other things, this Howard Beale column about Channel 4, which is falling apart at the seams and how they suck and losing their ass, and the other one about the, um... Uh, the dance of the happy people, the history of the football dancing, baby. They be doing it. They be styling. They be juking and jiving. Oh, there's that ball's headed Boca Brian. I should know known he'd show up now that I brought him some cash. We have an open line in Broward, all three in Dade. five sixty-seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT&T wireless line as we're coming to a very bitter uh, pill to swallow end here today. wonder what that's all about, huh? You think it's that Peter orrell stuff? <clears throat> yeah, I think that uh, they wouldn't know who the hell he is, including the people that were cheering and carrying on. They also don't know who he is. Here's a Pompano. Hello.
5: Good afternoon, Uncle Neil. Go yes, to sir. you um, you're, you're right about the, the fans in the arena. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I, I had the occasion cool. one evening to sit up in one of the automobile automobile dealers' suites, and you know, right below us is club level, and these jerks are standing up, just waving at the screen and waving at. I finally had to put a hand on a guy's shoulder and say, Sit down. Yeah. You
4: know, Put your ass in the
2: seat.
5: And, and, you know, regarding the knowledge of the fans, you and I grew up, and we learned the game the same way. Hockey Night in Canada.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I can't
5: one of these TV stations here, butch up, roll a pair, and bring us Hockey Night in Canada. There's no, there's,
4: night. No, there's no hockey fans out there. Well, if you get yourself a small edition, stop being so it. Well, there you go.
5: I have it, but I'm talking about the, the fans who don't know the game. Would learn the game if they had if they had somebody. You no, know, you're
4: mi- you're missing the point. The fact is that it's very easy. It's very simple if you want to make the effort if you want to go there and watch the game or you wanna if you watch them on television all eighty two panther games are on television this season that's the sixth year we've had it here there's nothing difficult about it it's exciting it's scintillating it's great although quite frankly most of the games we play this year aren't so exciting or scintillating just like last night two-thirds of the game was spent like uh... in la-la land i mean it was and then for about five or six or seven minutes there at various parts they're like back and forth like a real hockey game but uh... most of them have been coma affairs but if you really want to learn it uh... these people don't care they don't have them much of an interest. It's just a social event. It's a place to go. It's something to do.
5: You're absolutely right. They have no interest. You should see the people like up there in that Stanley's Lounge. Yeah. And they're just like sitting
3: around and I'm, I'm running to get back to my seat. You know, and uh, they're just
4: sitting there. Hey, listen, you can go out when I, I, you know, as soon as the TV timeout light comes on, the little pink light, I run out if I have to take a leak. And if you could see the thousands of people that are milling around out there in the middle of a period while a game is going on, they don't care.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Anyhow, have a good one, Uncle Me. And back to you. Take care. It's just this guy he doesn't understand. He's uh from a hockey place. is
1: not a hockey place, is it? no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no,
0: no, no,
1: no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no,
4: no, 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 Open line in uh, Broward, 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Weston. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
5: Oh, hi. Boy, that was a
4: weird connection. Um, yeah, I have the same complaint about no matter where you go down here for sports, the, the people just love to stand up in front of you. I yeah. don't understand that they're at all. They're rude. They're inconsiderate. They don't care about it, whether anybody else can see. In fact, they're, they're probably incensed over the fact that there are those of us who actually want to see what's going on out there.
3: Oh, they're ready to fight with you over it. I,
4: I, I went to that. Uh, now, I don't go to any football games. I went to the Denver game uh, the other night. Yeah. And uh, same problem. And the guys, there's like four of them, standing up every single play, and they're encouraging everybody else around them to stand up, too. Mm-hmm. I I just don't understand that. Well, I but think the, maybe a little bit too much tailgating is <laughs> the problem with that, okay? Well, one of those Monday night games, you know that's for sure. But, uh, you know, <laughs> The funniest thing I heard the other day, uh, when you were doing uh just you were playing all the different cards and what have you. Yeah. Uh I didn't realize that, that uh uh the Jewish little Jewish man named Isaac, the car warning system was yeah. the actual phone call. Oh sure. The guy actually called in. We made him it, into a star, that's right. That, that was the best. Mhm. That's hilarious. It I, is. I, I I would like to hear that phone call again if you get an opportunity to play that. You mean you mean the original thing? Yeah. That I, I that was the first time I heard. I can't believe somebody actually talks that way. Uh,
5: I heard a uh, commercial on your station yesterday about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Something about uh, uh, a voice would uh, speak out uh, if someone approaches your uh, automobile. And a, a voice of a big black something or other would come out and say, Get away from my automobile or you're too close to my automobile, you big MF. I object seriously to profanity like that on on the radio. And I I object to the to the profanity and that type of advertising. I believe in free speech, but that's too far. If I don't hear with reference to this complaint from you I will send a letter to the uh, Federal Communications Commission because no kind of, that kind of language is certainly not acceptable on on uh, public radio. It might be all right between individuals, but not on the radio. Uh, you can call me back on uh, uh, Mr. Eisen, E-I-S-E-N. Thank you.
4: You're welcome. Okay, 24 till 2 at 560 WQA.
5: Can't beat that gator meat.
4: In toy stores
8: now, from the makers of Tickle Me Elmo. It's the all-new Take That Thing Out of Me Elmo. Mom, Elmo's taking my temperature with his hand. The new Take That Thing Out of Me Elmo, and coming soon, the vibrating Elmo.
1: Mom, I think I'm falling in love with Elmo. Whoa. In toy stores
4: now. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. 21-2 at 560 WQM. Kimba Camper is coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon. He's, like I said, full of no punches. He's going to tell you how Dan Marino and Jimmy Johnson hate each other like poison. Is he going to tell you that? Yeah. You watch. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. In fact, Kimba Camper was the one guy at this radio station that had the cojones to stand up to Jimmy Johnson. Nice going, Kimba. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Great.
7: i got a couple, couple quick things here. First off, I don't know what's going on with the connection. I've called a couple times over the past... Uh, couple
4: months here and every time you you connect with me it the air goes completely blank for a minute i don't know if you knew that or not the air goes blank
7: yeah it, it's it's weird i can hear you say like the last half of of hello so oh,
4: well that's this crappy phone system you know he's uh, talking about the swoosh
7: i wouldn't doubt it i yeah. saw you uh Here's the other crap. night driving your beautiful corvette yeah and uh my wife says oh we should pull up to the light and say hello to him and, and i promptly said no to that because I no. figured you, you get enough of that. No. I
3: just
2: yeah.
7: wanted want to leave you be.
3: Yes.
7: Anyway, uh, December 26th, I wake up, I get the Herald. Yeah. And I go and sit down, with my cup of coffee, relax, the kids are sleeping, and I open it up to Happy Kwanzaa. Uh-huh. And I'm just kind of curious as to why are we endorsing this?
4: Well, what do you mean endorsing it? Why, yeah, I don't even know what it is. I know it's a black, it's an African holiday. What What is it? I, mean, yeah, I don't know like, what the hell it is. My understanding is it's the African Christmas. Yeah. And well, let me ask you: Are we in Africa? No. So what? What? What's it's, it's called? More pandering. The Herald is the greatest panderer on the face of the earth.
7: Uh, I, I I agree with you. I just it just really ruined my morning because you know we we endorse or we, we I mean, when the, I when
4: I wake up on the fifth of May every year, I don't pick up the Sun Sentinel on the front page. And say happy Cinco de Mayo. I I, I know. And I damn just, it. I mean, I, I'm. I'm for
7: everybody. I don't care who you are, what color, what creed, yeah. as long as you're a productive member of society. Well,
4: like I said, it's called divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. It's partly a whole establishment game plan in this country is to compartmentalize the country and to, uh, especially with minorities like blacks, is to convince them that all of a sudden they're not really Americans. They're Africans. They have a separate culture. They have a separate language. They got ebonics and bubonics. It's all a bunch of bullcrap. I, I totally. Garbage. I, 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 agree with you, Neil. And it's, it's... And that's why I brought up this thing yesterday about, uh, you know, I don't want to single it like Lamar Thomas. I mean, he's just one of many. All these guys, these black athletes that go out there, and, and it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. It sets race relations back 100 years, and even though most white people would lie to you and tell you, oh, it's entertaining. He's, uh, it's not entertaining. It's embarrassing. It's a jive-ass nigger thing to do, and that's what America's sitting back and thinking when they see that.
7: Well, I there's nothing with...
4: entertaining about it.
7: Yeah, but I wonder why more people don't stand up. I mean, the, the... Because
4: most people are cowards for the same reason that most people won't tell you they don't believe in God. They know it's a bunch of bull crap. They're scared as hell to die because they know that when they die, they go in the ground and they rot. They're not going to tell you that. Oh, the Lord up in heaven, the pearly gates. Don't give me a bunch of crap like that. The pearly gates, my ass. Yeah,
7: I I, I agree. Anyway, I just want to throw my two cents in. Okay, second, second thing, real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, we haven't been to any Panther games this year. Uh, my wife's a fan. I'm a fan. We, we, we just haven't had the time with two new kids at home. Um, we got a couple. We got a little bit of money for Christmas, and we we're thinking about going to see a game. Anything up in the next couple of weeks that you'd, you'd recommend? Any teams that we should go see? Well, i got see? the
4: Penguins coming Wednesday. I mean, right no, I'm confused. What the hell day is it?
2: Today it is Tuesday? Tuesday.
4: I don't even know what day it is with the holidays. <laughs> then we got the uh, Ducks on Friday, the Mighty Ducks at noon. That's that annual New Year's Day game. And then we got the Penguins on Saturday.
5: All right. What time's the Saturday game? Noon outstanding. I'll try and do that
4: one. The Ducks. I mean, they got at least they got uh, a couple of good players on that team. Yeah, that's. I, I may consider that, too. Okay. Thanks, Uncle Neal. See you there. Bye. You know what they say about the Ducks? They say, uh, do something to the Ducks that rhymes with duck, but uh, you never know with Paul Korea and a and Timu Salami. How's that Salami guy doing? We have an open line at Broward, 5670560 Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, you know, this is just uh, I don't know where all these people came from. Supposedly they came from up north. Hockey was really big up north. Do these people follow it up there? No. Do they know anything about it down here? No. Okay, so that's the end of that conversation. Why beat a dead goddamn horse? Okay, no matter what color it is, right? Yes. Here's a Boca. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir.
5: That Kwanzaa was started by a black American, a businessman or something, back in I don't know seventy two or eighty two, to compete with Christmas.
4: Yeah. So oh, oh, black to kids. compete with Christmas? Yeah.
5: Yeah. Now, I where know. do
4: you shop? Like in a Kwanzaa hut?
5: I don't know. But listen, I appreciate what you did Christmas Eve with DJing and you're mixing those songs.
4: Yeah, I mixed and matched. You did a
5: fine job. I did. It
4: was great. You
5: did a little bit on every past radio celebrity in the area for the past five years. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering maybe you could do the same thing New Year's Eve, huh?
4: You mean Thursday? Yeah. I'll think about it. All right. I'll Thank work on it. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, Rick Riley, if you missed the early part of the show, Rick and Suds will be on uh, January 4th on the Stupid Talk. But the real story is that they were getting canned, and Pete Bolger uh, canned them and said, we're not going to renew you. And then Rick Riley came in and uh, carried on like a petulant child and whined and uh, went nuts. As a matter of fact, I hear, and I wet my pants. Yeah, that too. And uh, he said, "Oh, you need a morning show, Pete. You got no morning show. You need us. You got nothing else. We're the only guys that went up in the last." And then bolger has got the nerve—that fax that somebody sent to me in response to their letter about putting the battling Brook back on in the afternoon and all the crap, all the harm that the uh, Clear Channel has done to that operation over there—and he faxes the guy back. And well, we put the uh, best the strongest act we've got in the morning. That's why we're putting Rick and Suds on there. And this is the same guy that was going to blow him out. Pete Boulder continues to be the number one liar in the radio business in America. At least that I've met so far. Maybe there's somebody who's got him beat. I haven't met him. A phony, a backstabber, a lying piece of turd (laughs)
2: like
4: you've never seen in your life. How, how do you have a conscience? How do you sleep at night, Pete Bolger, knowing how many lives you're destroying in the process, okay? From Craig Worthing to Rick and Suggs to everybody over there, some really good people, some nice people, some decent people, some hardworking people, some talented people. And do you give a crap? No, you don't. Here's Weston. Hello. Now, God. Yes, sir. yes, I am. I
2: think
3: we could get an update on the NBA lockout through the Kingfish.
4: Through the kingfish. Yeah,
3: you know Rahim, uh, well, you know Mahmoud. 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 Come on, get with it. You gotta get with it. Thank
4: yeah. You. Okay. Whatever. Whatever you said. Okay. Well, did anybody understand what he's talking about? No. We have an open line at day two in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pond five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Parkland. Hello. I've
5: never heard so many suck ass whiners. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh. Okay. Like you. I should have known sooner or later before the day was out, especially this hour now that it's winding down. Or just, What do you get out, like four or five words here this time? Why do you even waste your time, asshole? Why do you even waste your time? Now he's in Parkland. He's in Boynton Beach. He's in Lake Worth. I, no matter where he calls from, he's still from hunger. This guy, this asshole. He's a jackass. He's an asshole. God. With that voice of yours, I mean, what a dead giveaway with that voice that they kicked your ass out of New York. In fact, when Rudy Giuliani uh, came in as mayor of New York, that's the first thing he did is kick this jackass out of the city. They said put him on a bus and send him any place, preferably South Florida. He'll fit in like a rubber glove in somebody's... Recto. He does. Here's Kendall. Hello. Neil, how the hell are you, buddy? Okay, sir. Happy New Year. And same to you. I appreciate all the fine years of showmanship you've given us. But I want to talk about the Panther schedule. We don't play the Ducks at home. We don't? No. Who do we oh, play her- on New Year's Day? Carolina. We don't play oh, them at home. Oh, sorry, that's right. We play uh Carolina. You're right.
2: This is that little oh, Gary it's Carolina.
4: Benton. Well, you know what I'm thinking? Because it used to be. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about that last night. That's how I got my mind screwed up. We were talking that we used to play the Ducks on New Year's Day. We did once or twice. Exactly. I think. We
5: have no tradition anymore.
3: Oh, now. we have
4: Carolina. That's right, because we're in this crappy division. So I apologize. I'm sorry, sir. Carolina's coming in on New Year's Day at noon. You don't want to see
2: that. Come really see the Pennant Ducks
4: at home at all, at all.
2: Yeah. Which really sucks. Uh-huh. Well.
4: Anyway, I want Probably to talk to you about, uh, I agree with you uh, 1,500%
5: now with this uh, these asshole fans, Peter Orwell, you know, that they jump on it. Well, how
4: me. come everybody that has called me today is all agreeing, the ones that uh, because are true? Sure.
5: Because the people that
4: agree, A, they don't listen to your show, B, they no, don't no, know No, that, that, that's not true. Okay, that is absolutely incorrect. Well, you know, okay, they don't know anything about hockey, A. B, if they were to call your show, they're, you know, they're not, they're going to they're say, oh, it's a great, you know, they don't know. What are they going to say? Nothing. They're gonna say absolutely nothing because they're in the fog. Just like the rest of the fans down here that has to do with anything, boo whether it's booing Beezer, cheering for Whitney. They they, they you know, just these are the same people that um you know, when I mean, I mean, Whitney scores one of the most beautiful goals in the history of the team, and he gets like a half a line in each column by David J. Neal and Michael Russo in the papers today. Nothing ever changed. It'll be a highlight goal on every hockey show all over North America for the rest of the season, and here you get like a half a line, because you got bozos writing about stuff they don't know what they're writing about. Like David J. Neal writes that, oh, the Islanders' goal pulled them within one, when they never got closer than two in a whole game. Well, there you go. They the only them. time they were within one was when it was none nothing, one nothing I nothing going back to the broadcast, why is it that it seems like the most imbecile people work in broadcasting, you excluded? But like how you read that memo yesterday, what other business would write a memo about coffee cups? Yeah. I used to be in the business, and I remember reading these
5: notes about balloons mm-hmm. and uh, remotes and the stupidest things like that. Please don't use the coffee cups. I mean, and this is a supposedly a
4: uh, semi-quote-unquote major market. hmm station
2: yeah
4: and Cambrough marshall you know what though oh wait wait till i read you this piece tomorrow on this uh, channel 4 thing it's unbelievable you should read memos from broadcast that would kill a, a few good days kill okay great memos from wins especially remember uh david hosley oh yeah <laughs> No, i don't want to get you. De- have a great day pal i don't want to get depressed that sounded mm-hmm. like pete the board up we have two open lines in date five six seven he's getting too embarrassed to identify himself because he's so chronic now good guy but really chronic Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Get a life, beat. Here's Kendall. Hello, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. All
7: right. I'm a season ticket holder for the Panthers. I listen to your show every day, but this is the first time I've ever called.
4: All right.
7: And uh, first of all, I was gonna tell you about the mighty
3: duck game, but the guy uh, yeah, I,
4: I, I just got a brain fart yeah, in that because they I, played the ducks either last year or the year before. Yeah, maybe. they usually
3: do play the ducks. On yeah. the well, I have season tickets up in the upper level. And I have a few things that I noticed every game that you haven't pointed out. Okay. First of all, the scoreboard operations. Why isn't that guy fired yet? Not the guy that's operating the clock, but the guy that's putting up the graphics
7: up there. Yeah. During the Washington game, when they showed the goalie matchup mm-hmm. and the starting lineup, you didn't notice it because I know you would have talked about this one for Olaf Kolzig. Mm-hmm. They spelled his name Koljiz.
4: Cold Jiz? Cold right. Yeah.
7: Instead of instead of Zig. Maybe Cold they had something
4: Jizz. else on their mind. Yeah. <laughs>
7: And then last night, uh, Kavasha, Kavasha scores a the goal.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: They put him up there for a penalty. It's a Panthers penalty. only Kavasha, two minutes
4: mm-hmm.
7: instead of Panthers' goal.
4: Well, you do understand that most most of those people in that arena don't know Kasha from Kavasha. They exactly. don't know the difference.
3: You know, the people up there have no clue what they're doing. Yeah, they're just getting paid whatever it is for the hour. They yeah, I, no- you
4: know, the, the fact that the sound guy has still got a job this many weeks into the season with the horrendous job that he's done. Uh, I guess if you got a job there, you have a job for life for whatever reason.
3: And that, that was another thing I wanted to talk about was the sound. They put speakers up in the upper level, uh, like little cube speakers. Yeah. You, I know you said in the lower oh, level. Oh, and I'm by probably...
4: the way, somebody told me, I don't want to say who told me, but little birdie told me that when they put the speaker system in there, the speakers have all been installed backwards, which is why it sounds so bad.
7: That wouldn't surprise me.
4: No, and I'm not making that up. That's a true story. The speakers were installed backwards.
7: Well, you know, they put these speakers up in the upper level halfway through into the season. Yeah. And... Some games they use them, and just like last night, they don't use them. And I know you say it's too loud in the lower bowl, but in the upper bowl last night you
3: couldn't hear anything. Really? You can't hear anything. Why can't they just turn those speakers on in the upper level? I mean, it's ridiculous. They put these speakers up there. They weren't up there at the
5: beginning of the season. Yeah. They put them up there now, and then they don't use them. Mm -hmm. And last night uh, you
7: could just hear the guy mumbling. Well, that's
4: what we had the week before, so it kind of balances out now.
7: Yeah, yeah. That one game, I believe it was the Capitals game. Right. It was pretty loud. Christ yeah, Capitol.
6: What do you he was saying up there.
7: And then the goal lights, too. I mean, they go on when they don't score. They don't go
5: on
4: when they do score. Oh, and you don't have to worry about where I sit, them going on when they don't They just don't go on, period. Where we are, you couldn't see them for love or money. And it's just, it's not going to change. They don't care. They don't give a crap. And like I said, when you've got 19,500 people in there, and 19,000 of them think that a big black guy who can't skate is the great hockey player and the guy to get excited about, how do you expect the fans to make a ruckus and say, we want to be able to see the goal lights when a goal is scored? They don't care.
3: It's Unbelievable. And then how about the glass? Every game, that piece comes off of the top. Yeah. You yeah, ever you notice know, that? You,
4: when you buy all the parts that, you know, used auto body uh, joints, it don't work <laughs> out to Have a great uh, New Year, Pat. Hey, listen, we're having a good time. Are we having a good time there? Yes. You bet. We're having a kick-ass time. 153 at 560 WQAM.